0: Bam, we're live, good morning I thought I was late Mr. Gleepa, where are you? Hey guys, what's up? Jesus, good morning There he is, I see him He's coming in, there he is Working Quiet. out, taking a, taking there a shower You working out, taking a shower? Dude You working out, you taking a shower? <laughs> are you working out, you taking a shower? Good morning I take a shower. You did take a shower. Then I, and then I got all into this casual conversation with my wife and I'm like, oh shit, I'm going to talk to Jason in two minutes.
1: Bro, you got to be ready for it. You know, uh, I was not, I, I have not taken a shower yet today. I was in the garage getting, uh, getting a little something, something. And now we're, uh, we're, uh, we're right here. Are we live? Hey, you, are, we, are we live?
0: We are live. Hey, do you, do you prefer to, I used to have this kind of, um, uh, like almost this need my armor was to be at least work out within 30 minutes of doing a podcast so I would be sharp like sharper than my guest it was like cheesy Ooh. you know what i mean like okay, i'd yeah. be sharper like than my guest on a workout
1: yeah it's like a cheat code right
0: yeah cuz it's early it's 7am at your house so you already yeah. worked out yeah crazy well i was
1: well no for me i mean to be fair like i um my morning routine especially when the kids are back to school they went back to school recently um yesterday, um I don't like get after it in the morning, but I go in the garage. So like this morning at six, we were in the garage and I just do some like reverse hyper. I do some stretch. I do some basic bike um, as a, as the kids are, are getting after it. So I'm coaching them. I'm coaching Ava in particular. And then I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of moving, getting, getting my body ready. I train hard later in the day.
0: Your daughter already has been in the gym today.
1: Every day. But at
0: seven, but at seven Oh two, I just kissed my kids. They were in bed.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, I mean <laughs> she, she every day she's she's just in there in the morning. Yeah, it jump starts her day. And Dude. even worse than that, and it makes me feel like a lazy piece of garbage. Yeah. Even worse than that is that she does a cold plunge every day, which is just crazy. She's already done a cold plunge. Yeah. No, I'm serious. It makes me feel like a piece of garbage, man. Hey, I do you see her a-
0: get high from that? Do you see? Oh, um. God. You do see that? You see, like the like like oh shit! My wife, my uh, daughter just did a line of
1: blow. Like you oh, yeah, see her yeah, go yeah. in you and come see, out
0: and she's on fire.
1: You know, you just see a total mood change, you know, just like a, it, it's just, it just sets the tone for the day. Yeah. It's, it's definitely different for sure. I just put on comments. Now I see that we are live. I wasn't. Don't I was, do it, Jason. Oh, I'm getting off the comments. I'm getting off. No, the I'm comments. joking.
0: <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Do it.
1: Do it. I love it. Uh, good morning. That's a good day. But yeah, no, that's, that's kind of, now that we're back at school, that's kind of a like routine before during the summer and stuff, you know, we were traveling out, we were doing different things. So it was, it was just a little bit different.
0: Hey, um, tell me about uh, your kids going to school. I got this um, – I, I, I see school as, like, this indoctrination camp, and I'm, I'm, I see it as the bad guy. What, what, what do you do with school? Why don't you – how come you don't see it the way I see it?
1: What do I do? Oh, you mean homeschooling?
0: Yeah, like, why do you send your kids to school? Like, I see the schools as bad guys. I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to teach my kids some shit that I, that's either not true that they're going to believe or they're going to teach them something that I don't think is age-appropriate. Um, you, why and by the way i didn't wasn't born like this i was like fuck if you don't send your kids to school you're a weirdo so i kind right. of made this i've made this journey wh-
1: wh- what do you what do you like about school for your kids? oh man that is such a deep question so i would You've say It's already that-
0: worked out it's like gloves are off dude i'm fucking coming at you full I, hey i actually wrote my questions of kind of like niceness to assholeness
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. But
0: this uh, one's not even uh, on the uh, list. I'm, I'm just going straight. I'm
1: going to start off by, by warming <laughs> this guy up, and then I'm just going to give it to him. Um, you, know the, the, you know what it is, Savant. So you know Matt Boudreaux, right? Yeah. And his model is a little bit more progressive in the sense of like— um, I love his I, schools. I love his schools. Yeah, the acting academies, uh, you know, an apogee strong, what he's doing there is pretty remarkable, right? But to answer your question, I think that— Is that uh, where your kids go? No. Oh, okay. my kids go to a a normal private school and to answer your question, I I think that there's um, varying degrees. So I'll give you an example. Maybe this isn't the best example. You only have like a certain amount of discipline bucket. So imagine like you have a bucket of discipline and during the day you only can expend so much before it's just gone. And so for me, I use that discipline on things like training, on things like eating well, on things like whatever. But some days I don't have the discipline and I'll admit it to, you know, do a double day. Or to um, go on the cold plunge. I just don't have the discipline. I, I, just, I don't have it in me because I've just used it up on all this other stuff. And when you think about with school, it's a completely different analogy. It's like there's only so much you could be like progressive in thought process and like where you want to go. And I think we do a lot of things to try and get there. But taking traditional schooling and not going that route, it just it was just a step too far for us right now. You know, I think the school we go to has a good blend of like, you know, good morals, good character, good. Is it a religious school? Yeah, it is. So it's a private school, but, but they don't, it's not, it's not, it's not, um, force fed. It's not, it's not aggressive. It just teaches good morals, good ethics, treat people well. And the people there, what I like about the school is that the parents are trying to lift each other up is the, is what I get. Is it's not like a com- It's not like a battle between. Oh, you're richer. You're poor. Or you do this. You're a m- mechanic. Whatever. It's no, no, no. How can we support this community to level us all up? Because it's, it's a small community. So for those how many reasons-
0: kids, how many kids? In, in what, yeah. And what? Yeah. And both your kids go to the same school. Yeah.
1: So it's uh, like TK dress code.
0: TK. Uh, yeah.
1: Oh, okay. I love it. I, I love it already. So, so, so it's, to, you know, I guess the reason why I brought like the discipline thing is that you know when it comes to like you know, my relation relationship with my wife and my family and, and my kids, there are certain things that I really strive for, right? Like regularly exercising, going out there, doing different things, like really trying to be progressive in the way that we're trying to raise the kids and, and think about it in terms of like life is going to be hard and we need to try and expose them to things. But when it comes to school, I feel like we found the right fit for us. But if other people want to do acting Academy or homeschooling like rock and roll, but I think that we're getting a lot out of this school. Yeah. Uh,
0: uh, Mike, uh, boy, I went to Valley Christian high school in San Jose and I'd agree they weren't aggressive in terms of shoving the Bible down our throats. I don't even mind that actually. But, um, even, even though I'm not a religious person, um, I wish I had more Bible shoved down my throat. I wish I knew more about the Bible, but, um, is that the school your kids go to the one he just mentioned?
1: No, no. I went to, uh, Oh, Valley Christian. So Valley Christian high school is like, you know, uh, no, that's, that's a high school. There there is a feeder school that goes into it, but no, I mean like my wife and I, we met at a private Catholic school, called Archbishop Mitty. And then we went to a Jesuit university, Santa Clara university. So we've had that background too. It's what's normal for us. It's what, it's what we've known. So that's one of the reasons I think we've explored that for the kids, but you know, someone, it's, it's also like what you make it, man. Like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm heavily active in the men's club. I am, we are fully engaged when it comes to like assistant coaches for the teams. Like we are there all the time and so we get to meet parents and get to surround ourselves with good parents with good families to level up you know yeah hey you like spending time with your parents with my parents yeah, yeah. my parents are awesome man like and so are my wife's parents like they're awesome too like we're, we're super blessed dude like you know like so we, some kids
0: some kids don't want to spend time with their parents
1: oh that's right yeah i mean i'd like to think you know and matt matt boudreau and i actually we just released a podcast today with him about like um, factory reset. So like, if you think about it, like when your kids are born, it's like a factory reset, they're like at zero. And then they have all these inputs into them and you're, you're a part of those inputs. Now, if you send them to school, obviously there's a bunch of other inputs that come from there. But I think that we have the opportunity to, to guide and to um, control those inputs. And, you know, according to Matt, and I agree with him, like, dude, his kids are, you know, 12, 13, you know, so are ours a little bit older. And they seem to still like us. I think it's because we're developing that relationship. Like you are with your kids, man. I see it. Like you're, you're engaged. You're, you're dude, you, you show up, you know? And, and I think that's going to create, I think this idea that like, as your kids get older, you don't have a relationship. I think maybe it's because when they were younger, you didn't, you didn't develop it the right way. Perhaps. I don't know. I'll, I'll find out.
0: Yeah, um, my mom told me that my mom said, if you. She said, you're going to have a great relationship with your kids. She, I said, why do you say that? She said, because if you invest time in them now, when you get older, they'll put that time, you know, back into you. And I see it when I wake up in the morning, like I, my mom lives in the area. When I wake up in the morning, I always think, oh, I wonder what she's doing. I wonder what I can include her in today. Like I, I want to hang out with her. You know what I mean? I want to shoot the shit with her. I want, I call
1: her just like a, a friend and just shoot the shit with her or just whatever. hundred percent, man. And, and I see what you're doing and I think it's inspiring, you know, and it's, it's inspiring for me. And I'm trying to, you know, lead by example and do the same thing because you only get one shot at this. And I want to make sure that, you know, I don't look back on it later on and be like, damn, I could have done something better, especially when it comes to, you know, being a parent. And it's not always easy, man. You know, there's a lot of it's, it's not easy, but I think as long as you're showing up and you're trying your best, you're going to get better every day.
0: Hey, um, the, the reset button, my mom comes from this school of thought where like you're, you're born who you are. And I'm, like, on the total opposite end. I'm, a, I'm, like, we talk about this all the time. I'm on the end of, like, you're not born who you are. Like, I'm more like you're born with a clean slate and your shit gets programmed by all the people around you. Do you, do you have any? Um-
1: oh, man, it's a that's a tough question. You know, I've, I've met a lot of families who are, like, uh, you know, were adopted and things like that. And I think when you see, like, adopted families, you start seeing certain personality traits that come out from maybe, you know, the donor, whatever, whatever. But I, I do think you're a product of your environment, right? Like if you're loved, if you're cared for, if you're taught the right things, if you're, if you're taught empathy, kindness, if you're, you know, all the things that, you know, I think make a good human, I think those things carry over and you could um, make up for the, maybe what you're genetically dispositioned to be like. But I think that if you aren't raised in that level of care and whatever, I think those personality traits just go even bigger. Like imagine when someone gets rich, like if you're an asshole and you get rich you just become a bigger asshole mm, but if you're right. a good person if you're a good human you get rich you're still you gonna lose be all big, your money <laughs> you're still gonna be, <laughs> you're still gonna be a good person right right, right, uh, right. so it's it really the way that you're surrounded i think and and that's what i've you know and like you man like that's hey, the most important thing to me right now
0: what do you think about this uh, along those same li- lines th- this is a, pr- a pretty big pivot but There'll, there'll be these people who be like, I um I'm rich or I'm famous and or and I'm good at something and I don't really know who my friends are because people just like me because they because I'm rich and famous. And I wanna be like, hey, dude, people just liked you for something else before that too. Like th- mm-hmm. there's there's this real negative um uh thought around people who use you or that being used like using people or being used is like some sort of bad thing. Right. So like the people who, the people in your life, a ton of them use you, they use you for inspiration. They use you for your gym. They use you for your work ethic. They use you because you have kids. You know what I mean? Like, like the, 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 and there's like this negativity around it and I'm like, no, it's okay. Like drop that.
1: Like they they use, I mean, well, well, I think when you see people, you don't want to be
0: taken advantage of. Well, you don't want to be hurt. But if you can help people and people can use you, it's
1: like, fuck, to me, that
0: gives me value.
1: Well, and I think like, you know, for me, if you look at like your relationships, let's just say like the 10 closest people, I think, you know, maybe something I was misguided in is thinking like, let's just say get a business mentor. So when I was young and I was coming up in the gyms, I had some phenomenal business mentors and those people were, were, I was inspired by their work ethic and their sales process, all this stuff. But I might be able to take certain things that I want to take from them and then have other people in my life where I'm inspired by other areas and take that from them. So let's just say with you, I'm really inspired by your ability to be a dad, your ability, your fatherhood. But I'm not really inspired by, I don't know, the way, whatever, other part of your life, right? Go but ahead, let it out. out. Go ahead, let it out, Jason. I, I don't know, your, your <laughs> business, <laughs> academic, whatever, right? Like, I, I. But the point is, is like, if you surround yourself with a group of people, right, you can identify certain traits and characteristics in each one of them, and then try and start pulling from them, and then you want to become like the best of all, right? You want to become like the best of all of those things. And I think that you're not necessarily using people. You're getting inspiration from people. Now where that changes is like, if someone's rich, the only reason why you're doing something with them is because you want to be able to use their private jet and go stay at a nice hotel. Like that's not cool because you don't actually like their company or like them as a human being. Now you might enjoy those other things, but you got to still enjoy them as a human. Otherwise you're just a scum, you know?
0: OK, let me let me push back on that a little bit. All right, um, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, you don't necessarily like there's people that I've ne- not necessarily liked and then they had kids and then I and then I like them. And I and I and I I've learned to not to accept the things maybe I didn't like about them because I like having the, our families together yeah i like having our families together and that would have never had so there is a kind of a bit god i don't don't know what the word is or if someone had a big van you know Mm. let's say it's not even a jet and they could drive my kid places even though i don't let my kids out of my sight
1: (laughs) especially not the big van
0: yeah maybe maybe it's not maybe the thing is is it's maybe uh i like maybe the way you started going with it it's not that I like to be used or I think it's okay to use people it's like hey that's really not the right narrative that's not the right story to say
1: yeah and I mean not I think to use that word you things do change when you have a family right like let's just say you you create great and the real so it's almost okay so maybe this is the way you could look at it Siobhan you have like you're dating somebody but there's certain characteristics of them that like far outweigh the negatives of that individual It's the same thing like when you find a family and you have two kids and they both get along with your two kids or in your case, three kids, you have three kids and they happen to have three kids too. And they could all be skateboarding. Well, you could kind of like, you'll still hang out with the dad because like overall it just works. You know what I mean? Like overall works. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think that's the The difference. The good start
0: piling up more. That's right. That's right. That's right. And perspective changes. When I had my windows tinted illegally, I was selling <laughs> weed. I always drove too loud. My, I had 415s in the back of my rabbit. Um, I hated cops. Now I have two kids. I fucking love cops I've, because I'm not doing anything that, that conflicts with them. And, and the people who do do things that conflict with them, I don't want them anywhere near me. Dude. You know what I mean? Like my 100%. whole perspective on them changes. They went from being the enemy
1: to being like, wow, can you just be everywhere I'm at? Dude, 100%. I mean, I, I never really had like a super negative connotation in the police, but I yeah. You know, Fuck I those love guys. I mean, they take your weed. Dude, we, we, we go, uh, uh, it's funny how things change, right? Now in California, it's like, oh yeah, you want to smoke some weed? Anyways. Um, but yeah, we're doing uh, monthly classes for law enforcement at the gym, just trying to you know, help them get fitter. So hopefully a lot of more show up.
0: I watched your. Um, uh, uh, I was the person. I was the only person who watched your um, podcast on kettlebells and cocktails. That view it got is me. And on that show, um, you, you sound like you're. Are you going to become a men's only gym? No, no, no. What's going on
1: over there? You got, no. you got some
0: problem with women? Are you anti woman?
1: No, I'm just trying to help dads level up, man. It's it's just something that you know. I feel like for me and where we're going is just leaning into a demographic of like hard chargers. that want to train hard. And if you're a woman, great. Um, but I relate, obviously I, I come to it from a, from more of a dad perspective. We talked a lot about being a dad on that particular podcast and it's just something that I'm really, dude, I'm, I'm just, that's how I've evolved over the years. You know, I went from wanting to be the fittest on earth and winning the CrossFit games to now be able to provide, protect my, for my family. Like that's, that's really important for me and I'm sure it is for you too. Um, And so, no, we're not going to just be for guys, but, um, that's an audience that really, you know, calls to me is like, you know, I see guys that at work time on school, you know, I see guys, I'm like, dude, I want to do a monthly fitness activity for the men's club. Like I want to be able to provide tools to dads so they can show up better and play with their kids. And I think long-term it'll create better young men who will then create, you know, it'll just spawn off. Um, and that goes for women too. It's just not something that like, you know, I can only control what's in my control and I could speak to guys, I think, cause that that's where I'm coming from.
0: Have you, have you got, And obviously I was joking. I, I know you weren't going to do a, but a, a men's only gym, but you really are pushing this, um, embracing sort of this, like you said, Matt, Matt Boudreaux or Ted Kennedy or like, um, or even this clip. Let me let me play this clip for you here. This thing Uh-oh. that uh, Jordan Peterson's saying you you really are embracing oh, yeah. this um, this mentality right here. Let let me play this here for you. Here we go. You're gonna love this. Might as well be you saying it. I think
2: men should be dangerous. By dangerous, that implies I should be ready to threaten someone, to hurt somebody. No, you should be capable of it. But that doesn't
1: mean you should use it. There's nothing to you otherwise. Like If you're not a formidable force, there's, not, there's no morality in your self-control. If you're incapable of violence, not being violent isn't a virtue. People who teach martial arts know this full well, right? If you learn a martial art, you learn to be dangerous, but simultaneously you learn to control it. Both of those come together. And the combination of that capacity for danger and the capacity for control is what brings about the virtue. Otherwise you confuse weakness with, with moral virtue. I'm harmless, therefore I'm good. It's like, no. That not how it works that isn't how it works at all if you're harmless you're just weak and if you're weak you're not going to be good you can't be because it takes strength to be good it's very difficult to be good saying men should be
0: yeah you almost want to be you're almost like making princes like you believe in that like you 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 like the idea of a man which which says nothing about women you don't you you women do what you want play football make money stay at home have kids you're not saying anything about women but you want to make men who can ride horses, wield a sword, bring home food, protect their kids, um, carry their wife out of the carriage if she falls asleep uh, to, to her bed. Like you're, you you want you're that's what you're, you're into that. You're, if you fully embrace that now. Yeah,
1: I, I do. I mean, I want nothing more. Like I want nothing more than let's just say 10, 20 years from now for someone to come up to me and be like, dude, your son, he's the most compassionate, compassionate loving individual I've ever met. And he also stood up for me when that bully came and talked to me and he mm. had the capability to do so. Like that would make me so proud, right? What would make me proud is, is, is having a vision of success where I don't think you could be, you don't, you could be both things. You could be loving, caring, compassionate, emotional, and you could also be a badass. And I think you, I think that's our job to train them. And I think you're doing the same thing, dude. Like you get your kids in jiu jujitsu and martial arts you think those kids don't have better self-confidence and with more self-confidence they can carry themselves in a different way and they could they could approach situations in the same way different way and they could they they will never i guarantee i I can't guarantee but i I, it's highly unlikely if someone does jujitsu as a youth and for many many years that i ever see them going to bully somebody else Hmm. because they have the self-confidence they don't need to go boaster they and i don't know that that's where i'm at man and i want the same thing by the way i want the same thing i want my daughter to be independent i want her to be Confident. I want her to be aggressive when she needs to be. And those are important skill sets. This world is going to come at people hard. And if we just keep them in a bubble, I think we're doing them a disservice.
0: Um, what do you think about the, the notion of men um, and women competing? Has, has that come up with your daughter? Like, I don't mean in sports. Mean, like, I'm not talking
1: Chinese, about, no. okay. I'm not talking
0: about like the Leah Thomas thing. I'm just talking about like, um, just like, hey, you are a woman. You you don't need to compete with the man. You, you don't, you, you you can be an absolutely you can just fully embrace what it means to be a a good woman. I don't even want to say strong woman.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that
0: they're right. As uh, opposed to like, Oh, I'm comparing myself
1: to, to, to what men need to do out there. Yeah. I think they're both completely different. Like women have characteristics and strengths that a man can never have. They could carry a, you know, a child They could birth, like they could do things that we can't even fathom and they're powerful and independent for that. Um, men, have other characteristics that make them powerful and successful. And I think that that's why it just works. And I think when you try and compare the two, it's, it's difficult because they both bring different things to the table. And that's why it's wonderful. I mean, you know, I've seen women do things that I've seen, you know, Ashley and I've seen other women do things that I don't think a man could ever do now, aside from birthing children. I'm, I'm talking about just in general, like being right. tough, being mentally resilient, being strong, and those are characteristics that I feel like, um, you know, I'm, I'm inspired by, I also want that for, for young men as well. Right. So I, I yeah, I don't know if that answers your question, but yeah, it I, does. I, I get inspiration just- from both. Like, I mean, dude, think about it this way. Um, Savon, like in, in the most difficult time of my life, it was Ashley that, that threw on the pants, right. And stepped up to the plate and said, Hey man, Like get your shit together, basically, right? That wasn't me; that was her. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Uh, Um, it's my. uh, It's interesting. There were some decisions, early on, uh, medical decisions, that my wife for our kids. That the same, very different than yours. Very different than yours, but um, not 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 uh, foist upon us like yours were. Yours were like fucking immediate and right then and there with the cancer thing, but there were some decisions that she took and ran with, and I thought, and she didn't have my support. I I acquiesced, and now years later, I'm like, oh my god, thank fucking lord, right?
1: Holy shit! They just know, man. They just know. Holy shit! (laughs) And you need that like if you yeah. want to be uh like if, if my job if my role and as i'm getting older is to protect provide for the family to to be a, a masculine energy that that also is loving and caring etc you need the the you know the feminine uh, uh powerful independent a woman also like ashley just dude she she runs the shots like I, I i i don't know how it is in your house but i might think you know you might think you're the boss you're not the boss dude i'm you're the boss, boss until I,
0: i'm not so like if my, i'm problem. totally just running shit and then she's like no that can't go there i'm like oh, okay sorry
1: okay sorry and sorry,
0: then sorry. I yeah then i just yeah. move it i take it outside or whatever
1: hey so tonight we're gonna go do this no no, no actually we're doing this okay 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 yeah 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 totally.
0: <laughs> I'm running the schedule 364 days a year. I think I'm the shit. We're doing this. No, we're not doing that. Too. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: of course. Yeah, of course I'm sorry. Yeah, I, yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I didn't mean that. <laughs>
0: um, I had this. I had this. Uh, um, thing happen to me in the airport the other day. It's not. Yeah. It's not, it's not. It's not a, it's not a big. Do you recognize
1: for, for being the CEO or what? Yeah, that I did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I did. Um. Uh. But I. I was in. I was in line. To, uh, to get on, on a flight And a guy was in the wrong line And he was with his two kids He was in a line next to me He was in pre-check And I wasn't in pre-check And he comes flying out of pre-check And he's fucking pissed And he has his two kids with him And he, he's completely irate And he's in confrontation With uh, the TSA person Saying like Hey it's bullshit I have pre-check And you're saying I can't go through Because my son is 13 And he's so fucking angry yeah. so, he, so he gets in line behind me Now he's in my line And I can tell he's pissed and he's calling people and I see another TSA agent come up and I, the guy's name was like Gama or something, little Asian dude. And I go, Mr. Gama. And he looks at me and I said, hey, dude, this guy right here, he's late for his flight. He's got two beautiful kids with him. And could you possibly get him through? He 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 stood in the wrong line for 40 minutes and he oh. looks at him and the guy looks at me and he, and he gets him and he takes him. And for me... Like, I don't do jujitsu. I'm not formidable. I like that took like I saw him and I'm like, wow, I could be that guy. I could be totally flustered and want to fight with people to get my way. Like, you know, and for me, that was like one of the most manly. And he took him. He's like, of course. And he takes the guy and the guy looks at me and says, thank you. And he takes him and they, they go up to the front of the line and he's gone. And for me, that was like one of the most manly things I'd ever done.
1: Yeah, because you stepped up and you supported, right?
0: Even though it wasn't shit, I was like, I felt like my balls drop a little bit, dude. <laughs> you know he what was, I mean? It was crazy.
1: But now uh, look at that lesson, though, for the kids, yeah. right? Yeah, so yeah. my um, kids
0: weren't there, unfortunately. I couldn't be like, dude, <laughs> I was by
1: myself. But you know, last time we were having dinner with some friends, and uh, my my wife had been at like sushi earlier, or whatever. And there was four people sitting at a table, and they basically ended up screaming and yelling at the waiter, and just walked out, didn't pay their bill, and. It was just, it's just one of those examples. Like, you know, when you have kids around, man, you, you know, they, they're picking up on all these things. So if you're freaking out, if you're yelling at people, they're going to think that's okay. And that's not okay. Like, I don't care what is going on. It's not okay. Being out be of control rude. is
0: not okay. Yeah.
1: Or being rude or disrespectful yeah. for people because you think you're better than them. Like, dude, yeah. come on, get the fuck out of here. And I think that's, that's, that's something that the kids pick up on. I mean, I wish they had been there in your particular case. Like, I'm sure there's been many other situations where you've done things like that because you're a good dude. You know, people, people not are, like
0: that. For me, that took for me that took some courage, and I feel like I learned that from my wife. Actually, I feel like that's the role my wife normally plays. Like if uh, I'm on the phone with someone
1: fighting, she's like, "Give me that," and she, yeah, yeah, she calms it down. Yeah, she and, and gets it done. Dude, you know what the thing about it is, man? You get on a flight. I've been traveling a lot, and flight attendants are always at a level ten, man. They they deal with so much bullshit. They deal with so many people that are so rude to them. But I get on the plane, I try and you know be kind and generous. sometimes these people they're just not even interested in having it because they've just been dealing with just jerks all day long and they're having long flights but i'm glad you shared that man i mean it's just one of those things where you know as a as a guy or you know and i hate to even call it just like a guy or girl whatever it's just dude i'm in control of who i am i'm I'm a man and i want to be able to be the best i possibly can be for my family that's what i'm trying to do and i want to lead the best example i can be
0: My, my, my wife always tells me she's like don't yell you don't not yell at your kids because yelling at them is mean and it sucks you don't yell at your kids because it shows that you're out of control and if you're out of you you, out of control people are never cool the coolest people in the world so do you want your kids to be fucking cool i'm like yeah she's like well
1: then stay in fucking control dude i was walking with the i was walking with my kids this is like during covid right Mm -hmm. super crazy times and in california yeah, dude. Triple walking, crazy, triple crazy. Dude, dude, it's super crazy. So we're walking, <laughs> we're walking between my house and my in-laws' house. So it was like a, I don't know, mile and a half walk. And we get like half. Is halfway. it still
0: like that? You still live that close to him?
1: We're probably like five miles now. But yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. And so it's like a mile and a half in. And uh and dude, I just hear this girl screaming, like just screaming at the top of her lungs. I mean just just screaming. Let go of me. blah, blah 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 blah. Just screaming. I'm just like, oh shit. And so we're walking down the street. And at that moment, I just hear it down like an alleyway. Just, I mean, like this, this is like, like level 10 screaming, not like level two, five. And so I'm with the kids and I just like made this instant decision. I'm like, I'm going to go help this girl out. Like, I go, there was no other option, man. Like you would do it too. Like you just, it was so blatantly like this woman needs help. Like, so anyways, I walk down the alley. It's like pitch black. I'm like, Hey kids, Ashley, just stay over here. And I get, nighttime? Oh yeah, it's pitch black. Oh, shit. And I get to the end of this alley and I see a van. I'm like, oh, shit. Holy
0: crap.
1: <laughs> so I'm walking down this alley. There's a house, right? So it's a, it's a house and it's one of those like long driveways to the house. And in the back, yeah. there's, a, there's, a, there's a van. So I'm walking down. I'm walking down. I keep hearing it, let go of me. Let go of me. You're hurting me. Blah, blah. blah. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so the family's over here. And so I probably walk for maybe 100 yards and I maybe, maybe 50 yards, whatever. And I get down and I see this guy throwing a girl in a van and i'm like oh man i was like shit so i walk up to this guy and i'm like maybe 20 feet from him i was like hey man i was like what are you doing like and he just looks at me and i'm like oh boy one of two things are about to go down right and he goes this is my daughter she just took 20 pills she's oh gonna overdose i'm taking her to the hospital right now you could you can call the police, you can do whatever you want, but I'm just letting you know I'm taking her right now to the to the hospital to get her stomach pumped. And I was reading the situation because here's this girl who doesn't want to be in this van. It's exactly what you would think it would be, but it's because- And
0: he's a white guy and she's a black girl, and you're like, wait a second, you can't you know, it, was, it, was,
1: it was whatever. And then you see the mom trying to get out of the house. But, anyways, long story short, right? It was what it was. It was exactly yeah. what it was. This yeah. guy is just trying to get his daughter to the to the um to the hospital. But it was it was I, I walk back to the family and I'm all kind of like, you know, like, uh, you know, fired up or whatever. And it was just a cool moment where, you know, I, I had a choice just like you did at that moment. Like to, I had a choice like either have walked down the hall- alleyway or I could have not. And I'm glad I did because I would have always like, you know, I would have always wondered what if, and then also having my children see me do that was, was cool because it just showed like, that's the type of people we need to be like, you want to be able to help others.
0: Uh, Yeah, that's 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 a crazy story. Was your wife at any point like Jason? Do not go down there. Like we need this family needs you. Don't get fucking killed.
1: No, no. I think at that point too, man. It was just so aggressive. She was angry at you. She wanted you to get taken away. Yeah. (laughs) No, I just I just think the screaming was so aggressive that there wasn't really another option. You know what I mean? Like it was just like I don't know. Like sharing the story now, it's like it doesn't. It'd be like, why would you ever do that? But when you heard it, it it just like it like it's like your baby crying. You're like, dude, I want to go soothe it. It's the same right. thing as, like hearing this girl, like literally just like dying, and you want to go help. Same idea, right. different, but you know what I mean?
0: Oh, uh, I hear you. Uh, Jer- <laughs> Jeremy E. World, Jason, uh, Wes uh, Pyatt, and I run a very similar men's dads group. Let's talk.
1: Okay. Do you know who that
0: is, Jeremy? Yeah, of
1: course. Yeah. Oh, okay. You yeah, know who everyone is. Oh, well, I, yeah. I, well, I know Jeremy and I know Wes. Yeah. Let's talk. Most, yeah, it'd be good. Is that the first you're hearing of it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, um, like I said, yesterday I was at a men's club, like kind of like little whatever. And I told the guy, I'm like, look, man, like I, I want to help law enforcement first responders. And I want to help dads because that's an audience that I like can relate to. That's an audience that I, I could actually make an impact on. And like, if a dad loses 20 pounds, I mean, imagine if this guy is at work all day carrying 20 pounds, then he comes home and he has a 10 year old son that wants to go play baseball. I mean, I know how it is with my, my son. I don't know how it is with your kids, but it's like, dude, let's go do this. Let's go do that. Let's go do this. It's like, man, it's exhausting. Imagine if you're wearing a 20 pound weight vest all day, if we could help them get rid of that, all of a sudden now they could show up better.
0: Yeah. the, kid, the My kids asking me all of a sudden there's a ma- There are two six year olds and an eight year old. There's a massive demand on not only it used to be just be physical. Now it's intellectual too. They have so many fucking questions. They've sticking oh. in their nose and everything. Oh.
1: Hey, Dad. To try wait. to look
0: at my phone when I'm using my phone. I'm like, dude,
1: what the fuck are you doing? Hey dad, how about this? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They got ideas. Yeah. You know what we did? Uh, by the way, just like a, um, so my son's nine, my daughter's 12. We, uh, we got uh, my son a Apple watch because it could track him and we could call him. And we could see where he's at, but he doesn't have all the access to all the apps and stuff like that. So I don't Does know. Do he like it? He likes it. He, we need to get him like a cover or something because he feels like he's going to break it. So he doesn't want to wear it. I'm like, well, dude, that defeats the purpose. I need oh, you to Oh, he's already wear got it. a little OCD, some OCD shit. I was like, bro, just we'll put a cover on it. If will get breaks, you a new one. Break, yeah. We ball. We no, ball. We, we don't ball, but we can, we we can make it work.
0: Uh, um, Savon, what is this? Uh,
1: Savon would have speed dialed the cops. So yeah. What? So what? Savon <laughs> yeah, would have walked down there. But, uh, you know, going back to what you are saying about, like, my, my initiative, like, if 10 years from now my son was in a similar situation, I would hope that he would do the same thing. And I, I think we need more of that. And I think that it's my responsibility to help train him so he could feel confident in those situations to be able to go do it. You know, I started jujitsu jitsu seven years ago and, you know, stand-up um, Muay Thai for that particular reason. Like, dude, I'd walk to the airport and people would tell me all the time, like, hey, I don't want to mess with you. You're so, you know, whatever, right? Like, you know how it is. Like, all these CrossFitters walking to the airport, it it stands out. It's like, holy shit, what are these right. people doing? Right. And I'd always have people- you see Tim like, Paulson, oh. and it looks like he could run through a brick wall. 100%. Yeah. And, you know, and- I'd always had people come up to me and say things like, Oh, I, I don't want to mess with you this and that. And it, and it would always, I'd always think about it. Like, well, I'm really good at a lot of things. I could walk down my hands all the way down this airport, but I didn't really have an experience in, in as much in fighting. And so that really opened my eyes to like an area of improvement that I could have had. And that's hey, why I started to jujitsu.
0: Is there, is the let's say you had never done jujitsu. Yeah. And I'm talking to you thai or whatever. Yeah. You, you, no, let's say you done Muay Thai. Yeah. And, 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 but let's say I'm talking to you right now and you've never done jitsu and you haven't done Muay Thai. And, and when was the last time you did Muay Thai before you, like when you trained it? It 10 years ago?
1: No, I mean, I sparred, I was doing some basic sparring like a year ago. I hit the bat. But I mean, even before I, then, I mean, I mean like, like 10 before years, you, 10 yeah. years yeah. like before yeah. you did jujitsu. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so wait. let's
0: say you haven't done any Muay Thai or, and you never don't, don't know anything about jujitsu could, could have like 135 pound female black belt. Fuck you up right now.
1: Uh, if I hadn't been doing any jiu-jitsu
0: yeah or muay thai in the last 10 years I think like, so. do you know girls who are like 135 who are black belts you're like holy fuck it's like I if I didn't so. do jiu-jitsu this bitch would
1: fucking tie me in a knot I, I think so dude because what, what they would do is if you try to like let's just say push them or grab them they mm-hmm. would just like do some type of basic sweep and I imagine just like funnel around and take your back so yeah I'd say I'd say yes the answer is yes I think they would yeah well, we, you think we, so too,
0: right? I, I mean, dude, the shit like I can't fucking pass my my six year olds and eight year olds guard unless I <laughs> unless I cheat. Like I have to like basically be like threatened like to break a limb off or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: dude, I'm telling it's you, it's crazy. I mean, and 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 you know, if you get you know top mount or back mount, if you get someone's back, I mean, I don't care how small you are. I mean, like if if one of my kids gets my back, like even if I'm trying to get them off, if they have their hooks in, yeah. dude, I'm 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 screwed. So. Yeah. If you know how to get there, I mean, yeah, you could dominate.
0: I I, I, I mentioned your name um, to some uh, jiu-jitsu, high-level jiu-jitsu practitioners um, the other day at, in a jiu-jitsu club. And they, yeah. knew, they were telling me some people that you had recently beat. I don't oh. want to say the names, but they were like, holy shit, yeah, they're like, this dude's really good. And yeah, Jason beat this dude.
1: Oh, I don't know, man. I just, try, I just try and get after it. You know, it's like, it's just a nice way. You know, I think if anybody's listening to this and they, they're interested in trying jiu-jitsu, go get privates, go try it out, hit that, hit the gym, hit both. You know, it's just a beautiful blend. And it also keeps it fresh. You know, like if you're just doing CrossFit every single day, you're hitting the gym. Sometimes I think you forget about the benefits that's giving you outside the gym. You got to go outside the gym to really feel the benefits of what the gym and CrossFit's really providing you. And in particular, like jujitsu too. Like, are you,
0: are you, are you going to world's? Next week?
1: Uh, i'm not because i have a wedding otherwise i would be competing in worlds yes uh, i'm actually going to the origin... how do you
0: put a wedding above uh the world how... Bro, i'm the best man in a wedding i mean what oh, am I oh, oh, yeah oh, that's so
1: awesome. i'm, I'm in the wedding otherwise i would totally go but next week i'm going to the origin camp which is like a week long of jiu-jitsu that should be cool
0: oh yeah w- what's the guy's name who owns origin
1: Pete is it, well there's like there's Pete, but ba- ba- bald dude big dude Yeah, Pete. Oh, yeah, he's big. Yeah, he's he's big. He's strong. And then he was at the games. I think I met him for like thirty minutes. Yeah, or not thirty minutes. He was there for like a day. He's big, dude. He's (laughs) super big. And uh, and Jocko's big too. You know, so both those guys will be there. Um, I didn't get to um
0: interact with Jocko too much, but I saw him walking around a few times. Yeah, he he looks like he's probably like uh, five ten with like a. 24 inch inseam. He has shorter legs than me. He right. has a he has a 42 inch waist and a, a, a 24 inch inseam. I couldn't believe his, how short his pants were. He's just
1: built like dude, yeah. he's just built different, bro. His like bones, hellboy. He's built like his, hellboy. His bones look like if he was the headbutt you, yeah. your head would explode. Like yeah. he just looks that strong. You know what I mean? Like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I would not want to be on the other side of him uh being angry at all.
0: He, uh, man, there were so many people around him too. I was thinking, man, that that must be, he must really enjoy his alone time.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, I think naturally he's actually more, um, introverted than you would think. Not, maybe he's not an introvert, but I think he does like that, like kind of like solace and, and quiet. And then, cause we were at dinner and he was relatively reserved. And then once we started talking about things that really interested him, he started, you know, opening up more and more and more, but yeah, he gets hit up all the time. I mean, think about it. Like, dude, he's got anywhere he goes. I mean, he's recognized for sure.
0: This um this guy too the origin guy that, that's a gee company right so what Dave introduced me to him he was he was and I said hi and we shook hands and Dave told said t- uh, to me hey this guy's a black belt and I said to the guy oh I'm a black belt too and he goes you are I go uh huh <laughs> black,
1: black belt in what you know uh, podcasting drinking coffee um <laughs> <No> but, <shit. laughs> but yeah he's a big so they they started off with geese in the jiu jitsu space and now they have a variety of other things right they make some hunting gear. They make uh, they're, they're making some like fitness stuff. They they make a variety of things, but they make it in Maine, so it's all U.S. made. So I'm actually going out to their factory next week. Hey, um, are, are do you do you you have aspirations to get your black belt? Oh yeah, I'm getting my black belt at some yeah. point. Get my black belt. I'm hopefully getting my brown belt in December, but I'm getting my black belt. It's gonna. It might, I don't care how long it takes me. I'm getting my black belt.
0: Yeah, and and, and it, um, this area that we're in is uh, notoriously a. Like you wouldn't want a fake black belt in
1: the Bay Area. No. You wouldn't <laughs> want to honestly, dude, you wouldn't really want a fake black belt anywhere. Like I, I mean, agree, if, but this I seems like a pretty tough belt. area that we're in. What? I don't even want to fake brown belt. Like, dude, right. I, I wanna I wanna show up and be like, oh, that, that, that guy deserves that belt. And until you right. do, you shouldn't want it. And I think that changes. Like when you're early on in your game, you're like, dude, I want to get belts fast. And then the more you do jiu-jitsu, you realize, oh man, I don't really want belts fast because it gives um You know, it adds a layer of pressure that you want to be, you know, the top dog in the room at that particular belt. And if you're not that good, you should just go down to a different belt. (laughs) (laughs)
0: You you know, what's funny too is when you're a kid, they have all the, when you have a kid, there's this like belief that like you have, you have less patience. So they have all these extra belts. Mm, But the truth is, is my kids have been doing it four to seven days a week since they've been for four years, Avi. And he's still, he's still just a gray belt. He's only on his second belt. I mean, they have le- they have three belts within that one belt, but still, yeah. he's just patient, just cruising cruising along, putting in the work.
1: The kids in, in jujitsu, you know, the belt system is a little bit different than in karate. You know, it seems like, and this is probably a, a stigma, but in karate or taekwondo, it just seems like they're using the belts as a as a money grab sometimes and as a incentive program. I, I just, I think I've jiu- heard that about really
0: taekwondo different. that if yeah. you do that, you can actually check the boxes, right and get through and, it, and it's not and in jiu-jitsu it's like what the teacher thinks about you just That's straight right. up
1: straight up dude there's like no formal criteria it's just like hey do you do you roll at this particular level and yeah. have you been doing it long enough even if you're really good they're not going to give it to you unless you've been doing it for long enough where you know you, you you have to earn it i think just the built system is just a little bit different and uh yeah anyways have you been down to aoj Uh, I haven't been there, but I've talked to those guys a few times, the Mendez brothers and, and I, well, I've gotten connected and then you have, um, the Rotolo brothers, right? Are they down there too? Yeah, they're down there. I I think they were. I don't think they are now. Okay. I mean,
0: they're down there. I don't think they're at that gym now, but I think they were there.
1: Okay. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, um, no, but I've gone out, you know, I've gone and I've trained with, uh, I trained with Gordon Ryan once. That was an interesting experience. Wow. uh, Wow. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. What was that like? like? Oh, dude. (laughs) I mean, for those of you who don't know who Gordon Ryan is, he's the greatest no gi grappler of all time. Like, and he was super cool. He was a great training partner. And it was just obvious that he was different. You know, you actually
0: like, trained with him. Or are you just, you actually went trained with him?
1: Yeah. But we were doing rounds from he had mount, then I had mount, then he had mount, then I had mount. It was just rolls back and forth. And, uh, could you I, stay on top of him? I mean, dude, like, <laughs> I think I stayed on top of him when he wanted me to stay on top of him. Like right. Okay. It's just like one of those things. Like it's like we were talking about he was just playing with me. You know, is like, he
0: big too? He looks some photos, he looks
1: massive. Yeah, he's big. He's 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 a big dude. He's he's tall, he's big, you know. Tim Kenny's pretty big. All these guys are big. Nikki Rod's big, like you've had Nikki Rod on the show, he's big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These guys, dude. Yeah, but um, yeah, he's done a good job for that sport. You know, I think with CrossFit, I think if people if there was athletes who somehow did what he's been doing for jiu-jitsu, I think it would be good for the sport of CrossFit, but it takes a certain personality and it takes someone who's really dominant to be able to get away with it. Hey, I see you're
0: um, you're drinking out of a two-brain business cup. (laughs) Yeah, that's a cool cup.
1: Yeah. Oh, shit, you got my cup. I got your cup. I thought about you and I was Uh like, you know what, I'm going to use the CEO cup this morning.
0: God, your hand makes that cup look tiny. So that's uh, that's Chris Cooper's company. Um, uh, What do you think about this?
1: They're doing the surveys again. This he's is, the, the, this of the, is the state
0: of the industry thing. This thing's, yeah. I, I'm so blown away by this. What do you think about this?
1: I got an email this morning about it, actually. Chris Cooper texted me um, this morning, so I got to go take a look at it. But is that the one where he's asking? Go ahead. Read it on the air right now. Let's hear it. We'll, we'll, I'll help you respond to the, it. The email?
0: <laughs> no, the one? text. Oh, the text just says, check your email? Yeah, the text, uh, says, uh,
1: the text says, check your email. Hang on. He says, uh, da, blah, 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 blah. He's editing. We-
0: Jason just edited yeah. out some secret shit between well, we re- him and Chris.
1: We published a state of the industry guide with data from 12,000 to 16,000 gyms. Here's last year's guide. We mailed it to a few thousand gyms. Obviously we weren't cool enough to get the, the, like you, um, we partner with these different, I people. begged for it. I begged for it. I begged for it. The hard copy. I you write an intro or podcast. Oh, so I think, I think he actually wants us to share the link to the survey. Um, yeah. That's yeah. what the, he,
0: he the, so they hit me. I got that
1: same email. Okay. And, and I'm pumped. I, I'm pumped. I've been sharing it with everyone, dude. We need more of that because also you need to be able to show what's real and what's the expectation. And, and, and so I, yeah, I'm excited to check to deep dive into the email. I just, I got it this morning. I was training right. or whatever. I was like, I'll, I'll check it after I'm done talking to Mr. Savant.
0: Yeah. You work hey, with just kids Tito. and you got on a podcast and
1: it's 7 a.m. Hey, bro, I'm just trying to be a hashtag CEO, you know, like yeah. just trying to be like you. Um, but, you know, using this cup, uh, I, all jokes aside, I like it because when I think about like a CEO mindset, it's that, you know, you're you're in control of your own destiny. You got to go out there. You got to go put in the work. And the, the best thing about being a CEO like you are is that, you know, success or failure really relies on you. So with that, there's obviously pressure, but also excitement, because if you put in the work, if you strategize well, you'll be successful. No one else is in control of it, but you. To get more of these sponsors on the bottom, like space your feet or whatever. Yeah, th- those aren't even sponsors. Oh, they're just people you like? People who give me money. Oh, well, all right. Well, shout out to Paper Street Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> who else do you shout right hey, now or anything?
0: Hey, I'm just really defensive of it and proud of it because I have relationships with all these people, and we didn't reach out to any of them. It was all, it was, it was all just people like either through the comments or whatnot. And like, so we have another group of sponsors, but these are all like people like, who am I, like my, consider like, you know, my homies.
1: Oh, dude, bro. You just got a $19, uh, uh, Oh
0: yeah. 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 Dude, this guy great. Cute. this guy, this guy, pays do you ever do anything?
1: Like, do you ever say like, Hey, if you guys give me 19 bucks, I'll take off my shirt or anything like that. Do you ever do anything like that?
0: <laughs> Jason, please, please. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> They're going to start doing that shit to me. Cheers to the Olsen dudes. Cheers to two good dads and great leaders.
1: Thanks, man. Hey, you see how high it goes up? You know, like, uh, suppose on the way back from Madison, the flights got all booked up and it started off with like $500 giving people, if you know, on the way back. And then it went $750,000, $1,500 for a credit. And after $1,500, you had a bunch of people that took advantage of it. Oh, or, get off the flight and let this dude on. Uh, or, or just supposedly, so this is what they said. This is kind of sketch, dude. So they said that, Because of weather or whatever, they had to go around a certain location. And so they were adding more fuel to the plane. But as a byproduct, the plane got heavier. And so they needed eight people to get off the plane because otherwise there wasn't enough fuel to get them to where they wanted to go. And I'm thinking to myself, dude, eight people at 200 pounds each, that's like 1600 pounds. How the hell can 1600 pounds make a difference between a plane making it to its destination or not? Like that's, that's kind of scary. It is scary, but, but hopefully they have some
0: crazy, like, um, (laughs) A I, should up,
1: I should have brought up the shirt then anyways keep, keep going yeah some crazy some
0: crazy padding in there uh mike Poolboy, uh dollar 99 take it off
1: hey i'll tell you what if someone gives Savon a hundred bucks i'll take off my shirt
0: wow yeah hundred bucks mint take trading off. cards uh take your shirt off uh jason oh mint trading cards this is wad zombies uh, uh group and i and i have my alex gazan hey um does did has he ever approached you to do a trading card on you jason uh no
1: but i have one of these hang on how come he hasn't done that i have one of these from a while ago that reebok um wow red. this is like an old school like real and it has like some finishes on the back wow Dude, you know, i was uh here check check this out Savan. you'll get a kick out of this
0: should i kick jason off now and bring rich in just like
1: jason like m- moves off to the side and i'm like bye so this is uh the 2008 Oh shit.
0: Oh. Well, go ahead, Jason, show your medals You're, in front of bro, Rich Froning. Go I'm ahead. Go old school one. Go ahead, show him your medal in front of the
1: champ. What go ahead, got? Jason. What you got? What you got, Jason? Hey, hey, champ, champ. I was just showing uh I was just showing around uh my office or whatever, and I was showing him this 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 old school uh oh wait. Uh, oh nice. Football.
2: Hey, that at least has some like um character to it, you know?
1: Hey, it's old school, man. Hey, I uh, love it. it hey uh you jumped on at the perfect time perfect I just, timing if someone offers 100 bucks that savon <laughs> will take off his uh that i'll take off my shirt if someone gives savon 100 bucks i'm sure someone will offer you at least 200 take Dude, off we get
0: shirt. 10 we get 10 bucks he's already he already came in without his sleeves
1: <laughs> that's
2: right they <laughs> fell off on the way here i was doing a pump sesh, so yeah. you know Jeez, louise got to get that muscle back after all that biking
1: Hey, Rich, remember this one? That shirt right there? That
2: that? Oh, uh, uh, dude, my my Team USA, um, I guess stuff is probably my most coveted. It's the only stuff that's actually out. I have no idea where any of my medals are. If that's like as bad as that sounds, I think they're in a closet or in my sock drawer. Hey, hey, Rich,
0: you got a you got some funky audio going on.
2: Funky audio? I
1: think you sound good, man. Except for a little crinkly against your beard. Is that what oh, it is? Oh, is that is? what it is? Oh, uh, it might it be
0: Look at that! Hey. Already solution. Just like, just pull shit apart to fix it. That's what he does. Just pull, pull it apart.
1: Hey, if I had known Rich was going to be on here, I would have worn my tank top too. I, the plan was to kick you off before he came on. I was Is like, that any better? The, the
0: plan was to only do forty-five minutes with each of you. Rich, oh. are you okay if I leave Jason on here? One
2: thousand percent. Okay. I do relive some old memories.
1: Hey, I was just saying. I was like, if I knew Rich was going to be on, I would have worn a tank top, man. Oh
2: man, man. yeah.
1: Hey, the girls are different. I oh. think the
0: girl guests are different. They don't want, like, other girls on here when they're on. Oh, really? Think- they
2: want to have the whole floor to themselves?
0: I, e- either that or they're, 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 it's part of their competitiveness. I don't know if it's so much selfishness. Or- we're,
2: we're past that. I think we're too old. We're out to, like, pasture at this point, you know?
0: <laughs> hey, um, Jason, when you see Rich doing um, the, the bike ride, Rich, you haven't done a podcast on the bike ride yet, have you?
2: Uh, we, we've recorded it. It'll come out next week. Okay. Why are you waiting to put it out? Cause we put out the games one and we don't like to like back to back stuff. Mm -hmm. We don't have like a show like you, you know? And so our media and our media guys are completely just drained. So we don't have any media really coming out in the next week or two. So I think they just wanted to kind of bleed that out. So we recorded it back to back with our games episode, but it was just, it was a lot. So three hours of recording, which for me, anybody who knows me three hours of sitting still is not, uh, you're not going to get much out of me.
0: Which one did you do first? Cause I watched the game ones and you were already by the end of it f- fidgeting with your phone. You were already, that was like, it, ch- you were, which i it was like
2: after did. Leadville was after. Oh, wow. Yeah. Bro,
1: so how was that? How'd your butt feel after that one?
2: Honestly, fine. Uh, the hardest part for me was my guts. Just take it, trying to take in calories, like making yourself eat. And then anytime you'd try to chew real food, uh, you just, it just was not sitting well. So I took in a ton of just like of, you know, goose or, uh, blocks of carbohydrate. Matt Chan was awesome. Matt was on yeah. my crew, dude. Matt and Cherie are awesome,
1: bro. I, I don't you need, have... a crew? Why um, do you need a crew.
2: Um, well, so w- the How way it goes, it was, took me eight hours, eight and a half hours. And so we do a, like, if you don't know the course, it's kind of hard to explain, but basically you've got aid stations every mm-hmm. 10 miles. Well, you have an aid station at what they call pipeline which is about 20 25 miles in and it's then not you real, have,
1: right dude like it's not like you're just cruising 100 miles i did 100 mile it was a ride.
2: eleven thousand feet of climbing in this work in this the whole course and so you've got a an aid station at 25 miles you have an aid station essentially at or i guess about 22 an aid station around 45 ish and so i hit my aid station at 20 whatever hit the aid station called twin lakes before you make this basically 3000 foot climb, came back down, hit that same aid station again, and then hit that other aid station. So I hit each of those aid stations twice and I had like pre-made bottles and Ziploc bags full of like uh, nutrition that I needed to take in. And Matt was basically yelling at me because I wasn't <laughs> taking in enough nutrition. And, uh, it was awesome. So it was a man, it was a cool, cool experience. Um, definitely I, I like everybody asks you know where it ranks and i'm like top 7 um Dead. it's definitely not top 5 but it was it was for sure top 10 so i came what, with the what's number the seven. 1
1: dude was i part of number 1 i, I mean, don't
2: know i don't you know i can't really like pinpoint number 1 i guess like there's several number ones you <laughs> it's know
0: five way tie for number 1
2: yeah like the games every year um is just a, they're just it's a different type of grind you know and this was man honestly you know it was top 3 was the pre-ride we did on Wednesday straight off the plane. Um, our buddy, Dave Curtis, who lives out there, we hunt with him a lot. Um, he was like, all right, hey, we're going to go pre-ride the course, do about 25 miles of it. And it's the first two big climbs. And right off the plane, you're at 10,000 feet. I considered kicking the spokes out of my bike and saying my bike was broken or, okay. faking, or faking an injury because I thought I was going to die. It it's was that bad. Huh? The first day was that bad, and then about three days in, um, I was completely fine altitude wise. You know, everybody's like, oh, he's going to die at altitude, blah, blah, blah. I would take that altitude over the humidity in Tennessee any day. You would take the altitude? Over humidity, 100%.
0: But it did take you three days to figure it out.
2: It took me three days to figure it out. What I would do next year, I want to do it again, but um, I would go out on Tuesday. Jason, you in next year?
1: I mean, dude, you know what's so funny? Right before you got on, I said I would give $100 if I took my shirt off or whatever, and then you jump on. And someone gave Savon $99.99, which isn't a hundred bucks. So oh. I decide if I wanna take off the shirt. Uh, it's up to Savon. You definitely wanna...
0: have to take your shirt off, or else we're gonna get fucking destroyed.
1: All right. I'm gonna take my shirt off. But uh, was this Rich... turned
2: into a porn podcast or what?
1: It always what do you mean always. what do you mean turned it... into? Oh okay, mean?
2: sorry. Sorry. It's offensive.
1: Hey, uh, but Rich, in all seriousness, dude, bro, you gotta let me know the next time you're doing something cool like that. Like I'm thinking about doing um, a tactical games. Yep. and I'm thinking about doing. Um, I'm well. I'm talking to this. Uh, I'm talking to Sal about doing a, a marathon ruck, which should be interesting. Let me take this shirt off so that people stop getting. On hey, that. and would you do tactical games, Rich?
2: Um, I don't know. I don't. I've seen like it looks fun. Um, that's just not.
0: <laughs> I don't even know what these buttons do. I was hoping it would be these people get, cheering. I
2: know. Them. These are getting weird. We've right got now. those same buttons, and you can like pre-program apparently. Um, Again. I want to do, I think, a total archery challenge actually.
1: Uh, oh, that sounds fun too. Yeah, I, how long do I need to keep my shirt off? Because it's a little, it just awkward. said take it off, you know, it's not awkward, say, it's
0: not awkward. Just chill, just relax, just
1: we'll start calling you Hiller. Oh, Andrew, dear. Andrew Hiller. Hey, Andrew Rick. Like, um, so if you want to do like an archery thing or one of those type of things, I'd, I'd be super interested.
2: Cool, I'll keep you posted. That, I think gonna, what, what I want to try to do because there's three ways to get into Leadville, um, you there's a lottery system there's a you have to qualify through a race and then um you can partner with a charity so we want to get mayhem mission to be one of the partners on the charity And so what happens is we get you'd get a certain amount of spots that's what we did with this first descents yeah and um with that you get a certain amount of spots you have to raise x amount of dollars and it goes towards a charity and so we want to try to get mayhem mission to get however many spots and people to do it so what's cool is now that i've done sub nine if you do 10 years of it, you get a giant belt buckle.
1: It's <laughs> that's, that's all worth it. Hey, are it's
0: you doing by the way?
2: yeah, yep, I'll be there.
0: Oh, all you right. didn't sound excited. You're not excited? Me? Yeah.
2: I'm just not in CrossFit shape. I got to get back in some CrossFit shape, you know? Okay,
0: so you're looking, not- it's like a homework assignment for you. You got a little yeah, bit of a road to toe. Yeah. You like you in CrossFit shape by the I hope, time? I
2: think so. I, we, we actually have a, a competition next weekend in um, College Station, Texas. Dude, BCS you and not bicycle.
1: CrossFit shape is, is, is scary. Because, Me
2: and Angelo. I
1: don't, I don't even want to know what you look like when you're in CrossFit shape. because You look good right now.
2: I'm like 100. I was like 187 pounds the other day, which is light. I just look kind of like skinny. Dude, Somebody the made that the comment.
0: So people at the games were saying, though, you look thicker than they imagined. Oh, they well, good. thought you were going to look skinny.
2: skinny. All right, good. Good. Dude, That's I've, what we want. Are you been, going to
1: Rogue, Jason? I am going to Rogue. You know what I'm trying to get at Rogue? uh i'm trying to get an open mat session going bro trying to trying to yeah with uh like a jujitsu open mat session i think would be super fun
0: what do you do you just contact bill and katie and be like hey can we have a jujitsu room
1: i contacted katie she said she was interested and tim kennedy said he's interested in hosting it so be that cool. be cool, you Yeah. Know? Um, uh, rich i don't remember what i was
0: hearing but because of the nature of how you got into that race i heard mm-hmm. you were put into a position that would make it so that only seven people who's ever been in that position have been able to do blah, blah, blah. So we were, so there's, there's
2: waves, there's different groups. So the faster you are via a qualifier, you get moved up into groups. And luckily with the charity we were with, so the, the whites is what it's called. The white group Uh is just, and and over the years they've kind of changed the format. So we went off in waves. Um, And so I was, The blue group, which is just before white, um, which helped a little bit, but man, there's still so much traffic, the first, especially the first climb. And then some of these climbs you get kind of not single, it's pretty single tracky. Um, so, you know, one lane, um, or one preferred lane. And so you just basically get almost just stuck in a a line where you can't really pass. Mm, And so that's the hard part, especially on the beginning. Now, who knows that might've helped me not to go out too hot, um, but man, it was, it, there was a lot of, there's a lot of crossovers between that event and CrossFit, like the community side of it, man, the, the town of Leadville was awesome. You'd be in random, like the middle of the woods and people would be like, come on, Rich, you know, or like riders would be riding, what you'd be riding with, they'd be like, hey, Rich, you know, just whatever. And so it was really cool. By the end of the day, you kind of, there's probably eight or 10 people you've ridden with throughout the day. Once you kind of settle into a pace and get ahead of some of these packs and stuff and so me and a guy would you know, I'd, he'd pass me usually on the flats I'd pass him on the climbs and we'd just kind of play this tug of war and one of the times he comes up and he's like hey why does everybody know your name Why every, <laughs> every aid station we drive by there's like 10 people saying go rich whatever or people talking to you and I'm like well you ever heard of CrossFit and he's like yeah I said I just happened I've competed in CrossFit for 13 I years and he's, like, go, and he's like and he's just like oh <laughs> All right, so whatever. And then I had another guy that pulls up. He's like, Hey, uh, are you rich frowning? And I'm like, It's <laughs> it's frowning, but yeah. And he's like, Oh, big fan, man. And I'm like, right. so much that you don't even know my name? Like, I appreciate it, you know. But it was fun. It was cool, man. There were so many, like I said, just people out in the middle of the woods in Colorado be like, Hey, you need some water? Here's some water. Here, you need you know, like a gel? Here, here's a gel, like. It was, it was cool. Like one of the worst climbs is called power line coming back in and, uh, it's straight, straight up and it's just dirt. And there's this lady and she's like, yeah, oh, your bike oh yeah, for sure. Like, well, part of it you have to like almost have to, depending on where you start. Um, cause there's so many people in a line. Like when you get to up to what's called Columbine, there's the goat trail and it's just a single track, almost a little bit wider than that, but there's people coming down oh. while you're going up. And so people are walking, and you can't ride around them. So what you would do is you push, and then you see your like chance, and you run around them a little bit, and then you you walk a little bit. And then you'd see people get on their bikes, so you'd hop on for a second, and then everybody would unclip, and you'd step off your bike. And it's uh, the last two miles. Um, it's a 54-mile back or 52-mile outback. So the last two miles are awful. And then there's this climb called Line that was awful. Other than that, it's pretty – it's just a grind, you know, like, I don't even know. It's more mental than anything. If you can, you know, if you've got the physical ability, you could do it, but the mental side of it, you start, I mean, we've never done anything. I've never done anything for eight and a half hours, just sustained. And so it was so far out of my comfort zone that it was just, uh, you're just playing games with yourself, which was kind of fun. It was cool. You like learn a little bit and people are like, Oh, it's beautiful. You know, like just take it in Matt Sheree. Sheree's like, you're going to love it. It's beautiful. I can remember one instance where I'm like, come off this, the top of this nasty climb and I'm like riding downhill with my hands, kind of like shaking them out Yeah, and I, look, and I look back and I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then you just keep going. Like, I just don't, you know, I'm not there to enjoy the sights and all that type of stuff. So, um, it was, a, and then you're playing like mind games with math on your, your time. And, you know, I, like I said, not sub nine was my goal and you're trying to like pass people. You're trying like, I don't know the etiquette with mountain bike and that type of stuff. I ride a lot by myself. I've got some friends here that in town that are mountain bikers. Um, but I'm like, just don't be a dick. You know, like I don't want to like, cut anybody off. And man, there was a couple these dudes that uh, they're from Utah and uh, I'm climbing. He goes, rich, what's up, man? And it was like the turtle off finding Nemo. He's like, Hey bro. He's like, you want to go sub nine, right? I'm like, yeah. He's like, follow my boy right here. It's his teammate or whatever. He he's like, He's gonna do an eight thirty. You stay with him, you'll get eight thirty. And oh, so I'm kind of like, and so I'm kind of like stuck in this group. He's like, Rich, we gotta go, man. Just split them. Just go. You're good. Just stick it in there. And so we get to the top, and uh, you start this descent on the backside of uh, St. Kevin's. And the guy's like, or no, I guess after Sugarloaf. And you're coming down, and uh, he's like, Rich, we gotta go, bro. Let's go. And I'm like, okay. So we just start hammering down this hill, going about. 25 30 miles an hour and it's a jeep trail so you've got two lanes and then you just have trash rock in the middle and there's people everywhere because people are riding their brakes and uh he goes one way and i try to go to the other way well i get stuck in the rocks and just like you know you're you're trash launch everything like yard sale bottles computer everything i sit down like cars you're in the middle of the interstate and it's like boom boom, boom. and people are like you're all right you're all right i'm like i'm good so I've got a couple you know scuffs. it was it didn't hurt at all, but my bike, I'm like,
0: did you get your ship back?
2: Oh yeah, I got my ship, grabbed it and then took off and I catch back up to the guy. I'm like, dude, I yard sale. He's like, you good, bro? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. So then we get to this. There's a section of like four miles that are like road, four or five miles. And he's like, rich, let's go. get on my wheel, bro. Let's work together. And we just start this kind of like Peloton you're where you're drafting, just drafting. Yeah. You're like 30 seconds drafting and it like grows to like a group of 20 because everybody he'd ride by, he'd be like, Hey, let's go, let's share, you know? And he, it was, it was really cool. Like I said, like gave me CrossFit vibes of community and, and all that type of stuff. So
0: if it wasn't for that guy, do you think you'd have had a slower time?
2: I'd probably been about five, six minutes slower. I don't think I would have not made nine, but I think for sure he was, he was a dude. Dude.
1: Haven't tried drafting? Not to like. It's huge. You have you done drafting before? Huge, huge. Have you tried to draft
0: me? Yeah. If I had, I don't. I don't remember. Oh yeah, biking. Yeah, biking. biking I have. Yeah, yeah, dude, biking.
1: The first time I remember this is like back in like 2012 or something. I was like, oh, maybe biking will come up at the CrossFit Games. So uh, a buddy you of mine. Ahead of your time. Of- What's
2: that? You were yeah. ahead of your time, Jason. Yeah.
1: Someone's like, hey, uh, you know, you got to learn how to draft. I'm like, dude, tell me about it. He's like, bro, you're gonna save like 10, 20 percent. I was like, okay. So we started drafting on road bikes and you're like right up on that person. But man, it makes Gives a, you a little huge, rush. huge difference. Oh yeah. And so uh, we did a hundred mile with Dan Bailey, not that long ago. We did a uh, hundred mile ride on road bikes and dude, when you're drafting, it just makes the night and day difference. Huge What's difference.
0: also weird is there's a spot where you think you're close enough when you first start learning how to draft and then all of a sudden you just move up just just that one or two inches Uh oh shit
2: oh shit yeah Yeah, oh and then it's like pulling you along you're almost like hitting your brakes like i was tapping my brakes when i would get shuffled back to like fifth or sixth you're almost doing nothing you look down and you're going 30 miles an hour yeah it's it's cool Uh, and i'm not the most aerodynamic so
0: Rich how about ba- oh, so before before you answer this i want to get some to get some stats about this thing, okay, so this thing was uh, um one hundred and five miles long fifty two miles out fifty two miles uh, back in yep. um, how how many athletes uh eighteen hundred seventeen
2: hundred something
0: like that eighteen hundred so it's it's not a beautiful uh a ride um where d- d- no one unless you're in the very no one ever gets to break away, meaning because even uh, the guy who dude, breaks away no. in the front he's still got to come back through the mess
2: right dude, but this guy was on another imagine taking an everyday like crossfitter and putting him at the crossfit games this guy like this like taking a sorry reverse that Re- crossfit games athlete and putting him in a class by the it was this guy as i'm starting that main client at columbine granted he started uh 12 and a half minutes ahead of me he was coming down Columbine as I'm about to make an hour descent or ascent, hour 15 ascent to the top. He, and, and then. And you saw was, him? Yeah. And how did and, you know it was him? Because he you was know. the only guy going the opposite way. <laughs> 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 and then you don't see anybody else coming down for another, I want to say 10, 15 minutes. This guy crushed Everybody, you look at his. Uh, he they just posted something on him on Garmin, like his numbers. Is your
1: electric bike, dude.
2: No, dude, but What's he looked his name? like he. Uh, shit, I can't remember. It was on Garmin's um, Instagram yesterday. They did a little like a story thing. He averaged for five hours and forty two minutes, three hundred and four watts. Think about that, Jason. 304 watts, you know, like on a biker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He averaged that for five and a half hours, five hours and 43 minutes.
1: And I can't even imagine that with the terrain, with all these different other – Oh, facets, dude.
2: Right? Oh, man. Like, it was – was so the, many
0: fucking Garmin accounts. Which ones do I pick?
2: Um, I'll I, probably mess it up if I go to my messages. But
0: Okay, Garmin Fitness, Garmin Outdoor, Garmin Running. Oh, is there, is there Garmin this, Biking?
2: Stand by. I'll line. send it to you. This is maybe. going to mess up the whole video, but, um, golf,
0: there goes the video.
2: Hold on. I'm still here.
0: Hey, so you took like 279th out of 1900 or something,
2: something like that. I think and, here, and, and I'm, and seven, and I'm sending you the, the thing in text. Yeah.
0: And everyone, I don't open your text for when you send me text for days on end, just so I can oh. see that you've well, sent I it there.
2: to you and Sousa. Oh. So maybe Sousa will open it and send it to you. Um, Dude, it was... I
0: like to save a closed text by Rich for a bad
2: moment. You just yeah. like
1: people look back at his name and know that he texted just, you? How oh, he texted me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he,
2: yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, Rich just texts me.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. He's here. Uh, Ke- this guy, Kegels?
2: Uh, I guess maybe Kegels. That's a good name.
1: <laughs> a great oh, dude, look at Mason just put up, 304 is a 144 average bike erg pace for six hours. No.
2: Think about that. No. Yeah.
1: I have a problem holding 144 for a minute. <laughs> for a
2: thousand, <laughs> yeah. this dude, I'm telling you, he came flying by me, and I'm like, "Holy crap!" You know, because he—I mean, I'm starting a descent, and he's flying down this descent. But oh, it was, so he
1: basically laughed. He laughed you.
0: Oh hell yeah, he, he
2: would have laughed half me. the time. 543. 543. How impressive oh it was! God. It was impressive.
1: Hey, Rich, what's the next event you said you're interested in? The one with the, the
2: total boat? archery oh. challenge. It'll be fun. I don't hey, know, man. So this I'd, guy's I'd like just the, an
0: ass with a uh, torso on it. This guy's just ass and quads with the torso. like the, Like he's. Oh, yeah, right? there's
2: no upper body. I Hillary made the comment. She said, uh, you know, there was a couple times I'd roll through the aid station and they'd be like, oh, there's Rich because everybody's wearing black kits or whatever. And then when I came through, finally, they were like, oh, yeah, he doesn't look anything like any of these guys out here. Oh, he so I Santa definitely do not fit the, mo- fit the mold. But, yeah, that – that was impressive. He was hauling.
0: I'm going to invite him on the podcast.
2: You should. It was impressive. Keegan Swenson. Keegan. Yeah, he, like I said.
0: Hey, what's he win? Does he get anything?
2: Um, I think there's some, they call it the Grand Prix. Um, I'm learning all this stuff. Uh, but I, obviously he gets a belt buckle, which is a pretty damn cool trophy. Um, but... <laughs> he i think he's the leader in the grand prix there's like four or five races and the winner of that gets like two hundred fifty thousand dollars or something
0: and, and to be honest like you know santa cruz is paying him some money because as soon as i oh, saw yeah, that bike i want that bike now right
2: he's a he's a, a pro mountain biker like i think it's one of the only races or that's one of the cool things is like amateurs and pros in the same race if that yeah. makes sense How badly would you have beat
1: the archery challenge or the tactical games? You and I, we need to go do it. No, I'm down. We need to go pick one and just go do it.
2: Pick one and do it. Rich, how
0: badly would you have beat the field on the bike event? Be honest. Do you think you, if you would have started with the front guys?
2: That bike, uh, so I rode the course for a little bit. And first of all, those bikes were trash um second oh of
0: all, oh she you think she's talking about
2: the the games um, event the,
0: oh okay okay
2: um the they
1: were good bikes i thought those treks were like uh i thought they were like gravel bikes weren't they
2: no they were low 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 me- level mountain bikes like trek makes a good mountain bike but that those were not it right. was a glorified crit off-road crit is what it was yeah. and i mean i think it was a great event but i don't it wasn't a mountain bike like no part of that course was a mountain bike so Um, you know, if you can get in the draft and then ride with people, then yeah, for sure. It's just all going to depend on luck. And the first part's going to depend on luck. And if you don't get taken out by any of our other athletes, um, since all of our athletes decided to just wreck each other for some reason, uh, and then just be smart. Lazar, the human wrecking ball. (laughs) I think Luke wrecked Lazar once at least. Uh, Scott has it on video, but yeah, I mean, it was a really cool event. I'm, I was for it. I just don't know if how my mountain biking fitness, because there wasn't a ton of, uh, mountain biking skill to it. It was just pure, just go on that yeah, event. A
1: lot of turns, right? Like when I yeah, was yeah,
2: but the they head. weren't like they weren't technical turns. No, like, it,
1: there wasn't really an opportunity to kind of get like you. If you didn't know how to use gears well, it did seem like that's a disadvantage for sure. For sure, if you, know sure. If well, you it, had it,
2: basic it, bike it, knowledge it, and a lot yeah. of fitness, you could do really well in that event and not be yeah. a jackass, you know. And then also maybe be a little bit of a jackass because you're you're going to have to kind of position yourself in a good spot. And then, you know, those front guys, it it was a, it was very similar to me, um, knowing bikes to the crit, but on the, on the grass.
0: Hey, whatever happened, did, did, um, did Roman ever say that Adler touched him?
2: Uh, he just, I actually just walked by him in the coffee shop. He just got back from Dubai.
1: Rich, I'm fascinated by this. Please tell me, like, I understand why Roman wouldn't want to speak, Uh, English like on national television I get that like Mm -hmm. if you're being asked a question but if you're like talking to him
2: I think he can understand really well I think he's just um, nervous and feels out of place speaking it and feels like he you know there's a like a self a confidence issue with it and so I think he just kind of like he's got his words that he goes to Uh, I think he can he understands it really well um, but like I said, I think he's just nervous about, you remember how Miko was in the beginning where he just kind of like, he could speak it He speaks more languages than I do. So it's like, bro, don't feel bad about how you're, you know, speaking. I butchered the English language and I've been speaking it for 36 years. Like, don't, don't think about that. But it's hard, hard. So um, yeah, I think he speaks fluent. I just think he's more, you know, nervous about it.
1: And I got a question cause you're um, I was on the ESPN stream and we yep. were looking at you like talking to him and uh with his foot yep like, was there any way dude if you just never even took it out of the shoe just like wrap that sucker up popped a couple advils he could have just continued and done that that double i,
2: I don't know i talked to dre after because i kind of had the same thought i'm like man like i for one i wouldn't have got an x-rayed i'd have been yep. like don't yeah. tell me what's wrong with it yet right and then you know i've got two events and i'm gonna do what i can i talked to dre uh that uh, works here uh And one of the toughest dudes I know, he broke his foot in a competition, same break. And he was like, he finished the competition. But he said if he had to do double unders, he said pretty much everything else he probably could have done. But he said double unders would have been the most excruciating thing he's ever done in his life. And I trust Dre's, you know, like the hard part is like with Roman, I, I can't, we can't have a deep conversation like that. And we don't have the miles yet that me and Dre do. Like, I'm like, Dre, tell me straight up. Like, am I an idiot for thinking this? he was like, dude, I don't think I could have done it. And so, um, you know, it's – who knows? You know, I just – I wish, like I said, I could have gotten there before they did the x-ray and all that type of stuff. It's like, don't tell me what's wrong with my foot. You know, like I'll I'll figure it out when I get done. But – because, you know, they're like, well, you know, if you keep going – this could be instead of a six-week recovery, it could be a six-month recovery. The doctors
0: are and, so – so ex- the medical staff – And they
2: should be because they're, they're covering so, their ass with – They're you know, so people excited so, to jump
0: into action.
2: Exactly. I'm saying –
0: Rich is being nice. I'm saying it as a dig. But, of course, they have no choice but to be the no, way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's like imagine if you have a saw and you just see a piece of wood. They just want to run over there and chop it off. They're so <laughs> excited to diagnose someone.
2: Yeah, and they were like, you know, you could basically – you could break that bone off, and, and I'm like, hey – I'm trying to, like, stop them before. I'm like, hey, you're going to be fine. You know, like playing a little uh, good cop, bad cop. I'm like, you're fine. You're fine. Let's just tape it up and go, you know. So,
0: Dude, it was a three-ring circus back there, Jason. It was. There were probably three or four cameras, five-camera crews on Roman. And then Rich walked in and... Every single fucking camera crew moved in. There were eight of us. I swear oh. to God, it was nuts. And so Dude, Rich saw is this close to Roman, up. and he's trying to talk to him. Yeah, and you just see Rich go, God, in the nicest place Just like, give guys.
2: me, give me two minutes, <laughs> <Yeah>. and then <laughs> you guys God. can come back.
0: And it was literally, it was every camera in the in the underground was there. I, yeah, it I just, was. I couldn't awesome. help
2: but think
1: like, I, I was hey, and it.
2: I will say, I did, I bragged on stuff. I was like, and when I said, everybody get back for a second. Everybody got back for a second. I appreciate that. Like, it's yeah. just like, I needed a minute to like, yeah. give him a little pump, pump up speech yeah. without everybody being right there.
0: You were funny but, about it too. You
2: were cool. You weren't, yeah. you, you weren't. Yeah, I was like, like get, get out of here. Yeah, you know, yeah, I was like, just yeah. guys, I realized I, you guys got to get your content. I get it. But give me just two minutes. So good. It was pretty funny. Now at the time it wasn't, I was like, gosh, dang it.
1: Dude, I, I honestly, I, I was on Friday night and I was like on a podcast with um, Adrian and I was saying like, bro. Something would have to happen to Roman or whatever for him not to win these games. So this is your it's fault. Dominant.
2: No, so it's your I, fault.
1: Oh, I, I, I didn't say it like that, but I, I well, I did say it like that. Actually. I'll tell you so. what had to happen
0: for Roman not to win the games. Ricky Garrard had to show up.
1: Oh my gosh, we'll see how that goes. Here we
0: go. <laughs>
1: Here we go.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, it's, it, it was it You know, it was incredible. it was it was hard to watch for sure.
1: But I was telling the guys up at the booth, and I I, I was like, look, I don't know anything about this particular injury,
2: so right. Like,
1: he was able to kind of walk on it. I was thinking to myself, man, if he was able to walk on it, yeah, tape that sucker up and just let it ride. But that, you'd have to cut
2: my leg off. I think to like, you
1: yeah, know, woman doesn't seem like a, a he's, no,
2: he's a he's, he's a tough dude. So the dude is tough. So that that's my only thing is like the dude is tough. So there's right. no, it, you know, I, I don't doubt any by any stretch that he, he was given it all he had.
1: I do think that was good for his career though. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, like it was good for, There was definitely a a lemonades at a lemon, or whatever you want to call it, because he showed people determination, grit. He, you know, he he wanted to do it for himself. Don't give up. Yeah. I thought it was super powerful. I mean, dude, in that arena, it was just electric. People loved uh, it. It was because of him,
2: you know? Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. No, I'm proud of him for getting out there. And, you know, I mean, because like I said, in the back, the doctor's like, well, I don't know if we're going to allow you to do that. And I'm, and so that's, I was talking to Don after, and uh, I'm like, and I don't have the answer. And we were both saying we don't have the answer but it's almost like, as long as it's not life-threatening, and I mean, it goes back to 15, and I said this in 15 with Miranda, as long as it's not life-threatening, it should be up to the athlete, you know, like, at le- life-threatening injury, if you have a minimum work requirement, then absolutely, like, they have to meet that, but I don't think you should be able to pull people out of competition, as long as it's not life-threatening, I, I know, like, we have this kind of, well, CrossFit causes injury, every sport at a high level causes injury, so it's like, That's the risk we take. Like me and Jason are paying for, you know, however many years that we competed doing dumb stuff. Like, yeah, my knees are not going to be the same. My shoulders are not going to be the same. But I took that risk on myself and these athletes take it on themselves. Like, Yeah, we've got to like, all right, you know, we should have crash pads under the ropes. We should, you know, there should be basic like rules on safety. But past that, it's up to the athlete to incur the risk, you know, so – that's my my two and Don was one hundred percent. We're just like I don't know how we do that minus putting in minimum work requirements. Like I know people hate it, but it's like, hey, you signed up for this competition, you take that on yourself.
0: You think you'll do Leadville again?
2: <laughs> yeah, I think so for sure.
0: And and in what place? And will you do better than you did last year?
2: I mean, last I hope. Year? If uh, I don't know how it works, I don't know if I get to move up in a corral um, to a to a farther up corral, but. I think Are I could do a little corral? bit faster.
1: Were you in the last corral?
2: Not the last. I was the fourth to last, I think, corral.
1: Oh, that's a tough place to be, You're
0: man. basically in the Special Olympics corral, aren't you? Yeah. I mean, you're in the charity corral. I mean, you you got into that race because of some charity thing, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah,
2: for sure. First Descents, they raise money for uh, people to do like outdoor activities with uh, cancer or life-altering um, diseases, which is pretty cool.
0: How many people or don't finish? You
2: know, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Scott was talking. Scott's Ruthless. Uh, Scott was talking about, he, he, I think he might've filmed it, but he, I don't think he'll put it in the video, but, uh, um, somebody made it to one of the checkpoints and they didn't make it in the time. And so they literally just walk up and they clip your, um, you have zip ties with your number on the (laughs) bike. They, they take your number and they hand it to you and they're like, sorry, you can't continue. Yeah. Like it's a, I mean, it's pretty heartbreaking, you know, like Sheree was talking about when she did it. You know, cause if you get sub nine, Wait, you get a... girls can do it. Oh, heck yeah. I got beat by a bunch of girls. Like there was, it was impressive. Uh, but Sheree, she said when she got through the last checkpoint and they didn't pull her off the course, like she got like emotional and started like, like happy it. crying that she had made it, you know, she didn't yeah. make the sub 12. I think it was like 1220. So she didn't get the belt buckle, but she finished the damn thing, which is super impressive. Like it was, uh, if I was, you know, I i'll do it again for sure it was it was a cool experience you kind of like
0: you like the you training
2: know. for it yeah actually i really did you know i enjoyed training for something different i enjoy i like riding a mountain bike i don't like i don't love riding on the road i had to do a bunch of that to kind of you know on the mountain bike um uh, just to get miles in and get some climbs in um but man i love mountain biking i'm probably gonna keep up probably three times a week in the off
1: season. What? I, got one, I got one question for Rich, and I then I got to take off. I know I'll let you guys finish the show. When we were doing Camp Pendleton, am I mistaken? This happened to you because I recall this, but I just want to make sure I'm not lying, that on the checkpoints, there were Marines stationed, and we were yep. messed up, right? Yeah, messed up. Yep. Awesome. And I'd walk up to the Marine and be like, you know, hello, sir. How much further do we have?
2: It's all downhill from here.
1: It's all downhill from here? You have one mile left, sir?
2: Every time. Okay. Not even close. Every they, time you, they would say, I "All downhill from right here." Out. You'd turn a corner and you'd go straight uphill. Every I'm, time, Savant. So we were doing so that. Was crazy.
1: a coordinated effort. They just knew to fuck oh, with you guys. I think
2: they just knew. You know, oh, I'm sure Dave had something to do with it. But yeah. oh, man, they
1: got me so good. When the first guy is like, "Oh, you have about a mile left, sir," I was like, "Yes, let's go." And then, it, and then, and then you get you to did the next. Not have turn, a mile left. You have a mile left, or you know, just downhill. And then all of a sudden, it's like, bro. I, I, at that point, after like, You've given 4, up. I just said, thank you for your service. I just kept walking.
2: <laughs> so, you know, what was kind of crazy about Leadville is it's billed as a hundred mile race. You get there and they're like, it's 52 miles out, 52 miles back. So you're like, that's 104 um, on my Garmin, you know, like my computer, I started as soon as I hit the start line, you know? So you're like, you're right. The last part of the race is kind of on a, an incline about like this. And it's just this dirt road. And you know, you end on a paved road. So you're riding, and I'm looking at my Garmin. I'm like, I'm 103.8 miles in. I'm like, we got to be close. I look at the guy next to me. He's like, we're getting that big belt buckle. And I'm like, hell yeah, we are. And then I'm like, what does your Garmin say? And he's like, 103.9, uh, because it's a little bit farther up. You still can't see the damn finish line. So then you come up on this road, and then it takes a hard left, and then a hard right, and it's the steep, this nasty hill. Wow. It's it's billed as a hundred mile. They tell you it's 104, and I'm 99% certain that I went 105.6 miles. And so awesome. you're just like mentally. Sounds like the CrossFit game. It's, yeah. But, they, but yeah. in the opposite. Right, right.
0: Oh. <laughs> hey, the only thing I remember from Camp Pendleton
2: is this right here. Uh-oh. It, it, oh, uh, oh Lucas Parker yeah. getting yeah. Lucas yeah. butt. No, he, he got butt-ass naked, right? He did.
0: Someone, comp- someone, co- and I like some marine complained, "Oh, we had a nude man out there." It's was like, Dude.
2: "Completely naked. Yeah, not with so <laughs> that good. picture." Yeah, yep. I was. Hey, um, do
1: you remember? I... When... Yeah.
2: uh Oh. Oh, there we go. Just had a call. I'm when... here.
1: Yeah.
2: I'm back. Am I back? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got. I remember. Uh, Spieler losing his ring, right? His wedding ring wedding yeah. ring, as we're getting in the water and we're like trying to help him find it <laughs> yeah because, it was crazy I mean, that was a
1: big deal that was a big deal to him i mean it was a big yeah deal a big me. deal
2: to all of us but yeah you're just like what are we doing you know and then like we're helping him find this ring did he find it no no
1: no he didn't find it but that was that was the one where they're talking like there's a shark out there like oh yeah uh, and and you know cashier was like pump up speech she was like hey man when you get in the ocean like you are just, just know something water. down there, like, there that's gonna yeah, kill gonna be, you okay. and, <laughs>
2: That was his speech. He's like, just know. Hey, when you look down there, just know that something out there could kill you. And you're like, sweet. And then there was I like pictures water, of like thing. stay away from ordnance, you know, like unspent ordinance and stuff. You're like, oh, we're gonna die.
1: Uh well, Rich, I'm gonna I'm gonna text you later about this, this uh cool. archery challenge. Savon, I got a jam, but dude, I'm am really down to wrap anytime. I'm glad we were able to make you a hundred bucks on that uh that.
0: Thank you. Show. You look um, beautiful with your shirt
1: off. Thank you. All right, brother. Thanks, man. I'm going to you shave all, your chest today. Uh, I did not shave my chest today, but now I'm inspired by you. So maybe I'll go trim it up. There you go.
2: There you go. Have that thing ready for rogue. You know,
0: I oh, trimmed man. something today.
2: Yeah, you did.
1: <laughs>
0: I'll see you guys later. Love you. Bye. bye. Later, dude. Um, Josh Lehrman, forty nine ninety nine. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, Josh. I hope the fruit harvest is, is fantastic. Thanks for sharing these, sharing these stories, Rich Frowning. Amazing job. Frowning. Thank you. Frowning. I can remember the, uh, learning your name. Uh, I know, right? Deja Intendu. I'd love to see Rich and everyone here uh, look into the Barkley Marathon. Oh, yeah. i yep. There's I've an amazing documentary, free on YouTube, inspirational, challenging. I believe it's in Tennessee.
2: Yep, it is. It's kind of crazy. Have you ever heard of that thing?
0: I have heard of it. I remember the documentary. Why is it yeah. crazy? What do they do?
2: uh basically you don't really know what the course is and you have to like basic you have to go the course in one way somebody goes another way and then you do it the other way and then your checkpoint is like he's got a book hidden somewhere and you have to take a page off the book and the way he starts the race is like with a cigarette when he lights a cigarette there's no entry fee it's like one year people had to bring flannels one year they had to bring socks one year it was like a uh, license plate from your your state. But
0: it's <laughs> a serious sporting event?
2: Ah, I mean, apparently, people love it, you know. Yeah. I I just remember watching the documentary. I just don't have enough uh Rich hasn't left done enough LSD to do that. <laughs> that's right.
0: Rich Ricky has a Swark
2: Mountain e-bike. Ooh. Oh yeah. I have a specialized Epic World Cup. That's what I got. Oh, that's not electric just, though. No. No, oh. I don't uh you know, I, I'm sure as I get older and I'm not hating on e bikes, but I just don't, I'm, I'm out there to get some fitness. So I know everybody's like, well, then you can just ride the downhills harder and you can whatever. But I just, I don't know. I just, I'm a purist. That, I'm actually ride, like, you
0: didn't ride an Epic in the, in the Leadville, did you?
2: Yeah. Epic. Oh, you World did. Cup. Oh, that's a great bike. Oh, it's an amazing bike. It's a glorified yeah. hardtail with a shot. The new one is incredible. Um, but I actually went the opposite way. I'm like almost full bike hippie now. Uh, I have a single speed oh. as well. Yeah. My, uh, I got a good, good friend that I've made at the bike shop here. He's done lead build on a single speed, and he's gotten me into uh, single speed.
0: Is that a different category?
2: Uh, I don't know if it's a different category or not. I would not enjoy doing the entire race on a single speed.
0: Barry McCockiner.
2: Yeah, yeah. You, Barry. yeah you uh, did.
0: Rich needs to replace the Detroit Lions sweatshirt with a Philadelphia Eagles one.
2: Man, I've been on this train for 36 years. I ain't getting off of it. It's been a rough life. Hey, did sports, you, say- Do you know what sports are? Me, you ever heard of that one with the brown ball that they throw? It's kind of like a long. Spear. I know the pigskin. They call yeah, it the pigskin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I didn't know if you knew those real sports.
0: Hey, one of my friends is about to, is is uh, going to oh, make yeah. it on.
2: Yeah, heck yeah, he is.
0: <laughs> That's crazy, right? That's Tyson's awesome. going to make it.
2: That's awesome, dude. Impressive.
0: I'm, I'm so fucking pumped. He's coming on. Out- so he had a preseason game, did well. He's got another preseason game. Uh when is it? Friday or Saturday? Friday? Saturday? When do they do their preseason games? Uh it
2: just kind of depends. It's random right now.
0: It's either tomorrow or Saturday. And then I think it's Saturday. Um and uh and then Sunday he's coming on the show. We'll get That's to awesome. hear about his first two preseason games. Yeah. I'm pumped. Heck yeah. Uh Jeremy Eats World totally deserves spirit of the games, eh, Sevi? No, no. Roman did not deserve spirit of the Games. Well, it depends on how you define it. Dep- Who depends. did? Here's the thing. When you when you were doing um CrossFit, I thought Spirit of the Games was like whoever's like, uh, like the nicest to the other athletes, mm-hmm. right? D- did you think that too? It was like, it was like a, a Rebecca Voigt or a Sam Briggs or a, um, you know, just a uh, or a Noah Olson kind of like. Yeah, just I think this. it's
2: kind of like a cool story throughout the weekend. Over, you know, overcomes. So
0: yeah. But if it is who's a badass and like and, and who like embodied and, and like got the the stadium going, yeah, I think um, fuck. I, Romans I think that's great, what great I choice. think that's
2: what it should be is like, hey, I think you that's know. what it
0: should be too. It just hasn't been in years past.
2: I gotcha. I see what you're saying. Like if,
0: if then it should have been Car Saunders one year, the year she yeah. fucking passed out and, and came back. You know, touche.
2: Yeah, I would agree so, with that. So
0: I, I guess it um, it depends. I really liked uh, Colt Merton's winning an event.
2: Dude, that was cool. That was really cool.
0: Yeah, that was fucking awesome. Hey, what do you think about um, uh, what happened over at Proven uh, with Tola, um, uh, P- Paulson, what Andrea, happened and Taylor? Like, do you think like going into it, would you have thought they were going to win?
2: Yeah, I I mean, knowing those girls, a hundred percent. Like, those are the two baddest chick out there, um, the fittest. And so, yeah, I mean, I was I was I I knew Invictus would do really well, and I knew um, from years past uh, Oslo would do well. I didn't think they would have enough to to beat them. Um, so, I mean. I don't know. I don't know what happened to be honest. Um, yeah. Invictus, Invictus, didn't, won. Have,
0: Invictus didn't, I mean, I don't, I haven't, I haven't had anyone from that team on the show yet, but <laughs> yeah. it doesn't sound like they had a smooth year. Like every time you talk to some, someone about them, it's like, Holy shit. They had, they went through some shit this year.
2: Yeah. They went through some shit from what I heard. I don't know hundred percent, but yeah. And then Jorge had a little hamstring deal going on at semis. And so, uh, I mean, from what I can tell, um, you know, they just had good, good chemistry and then, somebody to just kind of lead them, you know? And, and I think Jorge, uh, from what I heard from the back, I don't know, a hundred percent, I like Jorge a ton. He's been out here a bunch and uh, become good friends with him. But I think, you know, if I was to pinpoint who the leader on that team, Jorge seemed like he was that guy. And so, uh, I mean, that's what it takes on a lot of these teams is somebody, you can't have too many people having input. And then you got to have somebody that's just kind of, I guess, steady. And luckily for years, we've had, a bunch of really good athletes that could didn't really need a ton of leading um, or were leaders in their own right. And so um, I don't know, you know, I don't know what happened to them without knowing their inner dynamics.
0: You, you mean, you mean over the, the proven at guys.
2: proven? Yeah. 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 You haven't
0: talked to them? Any of them
2: um, I talked to them a little bit before, but nothing super uh, deep, just kind of good luck and all that stuff. We talked at the games a little bit. And any chance that
0: they would, the two of those ladies would come back and you would um, get the, the band back together?
2: I'm um, I'm done, I'm good. I I you know people <laughs> asked multiple times how I was doing at the games, and I I was good. I you know I've been I've been. I believe
0: you. I believe you. You sounded like someone who just like ate too many desserts right there. You're like, yeah. dude, I'm I'm good. Seriously, I'm not having no more. Don't bring another plate over here.
2: I'm not. No, nah, yeah, I'm just good, man. I had a good time. I had a good time competing, and then I had a good time this year, just kind of kind of being the queen, you know, shaking hands, I, kissing babies.
0: I heard that um, you said um, – well, I'll come to that back then one second. Um, so I I, I had the opportunity to film with Invictus throughout the entire week. For mm-hmm. some reason, um, uh, I think Patrick Clark pointed them out to me early, and he's like, hey, you should hang out with these guys. So like anytime – I probably filmed with them a dozen times throughout yeah. the week, and I, th- their mood was never different. mm I can't ever remember that being that way. No matter which games athlete I've ever filmed there, you know, they would have different moods. And Emotional like roller the coasters. the whole fucking time they were just the same four people.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that would come down to leadership. And I think CJ does a great job with teams. And, he was great. Uh, he was all he, up in CJ's, their shit the whole time yep, down the fort. Yeah, Yep, CJ's a good dude. Um, hey, what about so, CJ
0: getting of the Games? Only dude there who'd been to 17, 17 that's impressive. games.
2: That's impressive. That's cool.
0: Would that would that would that bum you out if they gave it to a coach?
2: No, I don't think so. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's the spirit of what we're doing, you know. So I, yeah, I think uh, CJ for sure. I mean, seventeen games—that's impressive. Hell, how many have I been to? Fourteen now, thirteen. He's now?
0: The, he, I think I he's know. the only one, dude.
2: That's impressive. It's nuts. so so. You know what's kind of crazy? I keep coming back to Leadville. Some so it's been twenty-nine years. Some guys ridden in every single one. think about is that
0: he, does he finish every year
2: yeah you know finished with a wheelie this year
0: holy shit
2: yeah how old is cool. the dude i can't remember how old i wanted to say late 60s early 70s maybe
0: same course all every year
2: uh for the most part they've had to make minor tweaks you know just with as many people as they do because it's out and back and so there's a couple spots that have a little too many people coming in at the same time. So at one point you go out one way and when you come in, you go out the other or in the other way. So there's minor changes, but for the most part, it's been pretty, uh, pretty similar.
0: Hey, did the guy who won set a world record time this year?
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. I think last year there's only been a certain amount of people that have gone sub six. And I think last year he was one second short. And so this year I think he was, he was hyped up, ready to go.
0: Oh yeah. He murdered it. dude.
2: Murdered it.
0: Five forty three.
2: 43. 43. Yeah, it's impressive. There's a documentary, Lance did it in 2010 called Race Across the Sky. It's pretty cool. But to put that in perspective, he was like 6'14 or something like that.
0: Holy shit.
2: This dude was impressive.
0: Did you get to see him? Did you, did you talk to just, him at all? You
2: know? Nope, just in passing. <laughs> in that one pass. Wow, crazy. It was cool. Did he say, hey, Rich? No, he did not. He was in his zone. Which I don't blame him. He was flying.
0: He was going fast. Yeah. Uh, pool boy. Wait, Rich. You have to hate Sevon. He's a Bears fan. I hate anybody. Oh,
2: there you go. No. And right. it's fine if you got some connection there. Absolutely, be a fan. I'm immediately a fan. Heck yeah. Uh,
0: going to Cookville uh, three weeks to visit Mayhem camping.
2: This is slow. let's go. Where did you do, is,
0: is that common for visitors? Um, Mayhem to camp.
2: Oh, uh, there's several outdoors places around here. Lakes. We got lakes. We got waterfalls. We have got hiking. We have got climbing. So, uh, no, not out of the ordinary.
0: Where's Grub Park? When he's there, doesn't he live in his car? Uh, he.
2: I don't remember which campground he went to. There was a couple of different ones he went to when he was here.
0: Yeah, but he. But so he doesn't park like on the property. Or no, or no, 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 no. No,
2: he'll go to like a campground.
0: You said um, in the podcast – good podcast, by the way. The podcast is
2: really good, yeah. You guys are really
0: good together. Um, uh, You were overstimulated. Yeah. At the games. I thought that was a perfect example for what it's like probably. Just completely – Drained. It's just too much input coming in? You can't process it all the way
2: Well, you just want to make sure that people have some type of memorable experience and you don't want to be a jerk. And, you know, years past, what I could do is I could go – you know, I could – not use the competing part as an excuse, but I could say, Hey, I got to go get ready compete, which was true. You know, like Angelo talked to me, he's like, Hey, I'm going to come on the podcast every night. And I'm like, we'll see how that goes. And, uh, you know, just trying to be on, trying to talk to people, trying to, um, be, I don't want to say outgoing. Um, but yeah, a little bit more outgoing. It just takes it out of me. That's just not in my, you know, natural nature, I guess. Um, Is to be be like that. So by the time you know, all day of being at the campground, doing some of these activations, trying to you know um, help athletes where I could. I didn't go backstage a ton, but I was either facetiming or talking to them. It was just so hard to move around, and I didn't want to like burden staff with having somebody to like follow me and all that type of stuff. It's just not what I wanted to do. And then doing the podcast at night, I'd get done and just feel like just mentally empty on the inside. So I'd just go sit and watch TV at the, the hotel for a little bit.
0: So you didn't stay in the campground?
2: No, no, we stayed at the home too, just up the road. But you just needed to, I just wanted to be clean and wanted to be, you know, yeah. just have some AC that worked really well and, and just a little bit of privacy. So, uh, but I mean, I was there every morning at 7.30 and we didn't leave the campground usually till 9.30 or 10 at night, so.
0: Uh, Philip Kelly. Hey, Rich. It's me hey. again. Go
2: hey, what's Bills. up? No, go Bills.
0: Is that a football team?
2: Yeah, Buffalo.
0: Uh, Anthony, TPA. Rich, can you tell Sebi to cut his 70s males entertainer man bun, please?
2: Oh, man bun. Uh, I'm
0: afraid he may turn uh, Democratic or start at <laughs> 45.
2: Uh, that's valid points, actually. He's not wrong. Might want to be careful with that thing. You, think you ever is? seen that where people top-not people? Oh, well, they're like sitting in a cafe or something and people just come up. <laughs> I would do that to you.
0: I would be okay with it. Uh, Mint trading cards. A trading card would look great uh, in the podcast studio, Rich. Oh, yeah, it would. Like the, like the um, Alex Gazan uh, new trading card. Reach out to Rory. Don't you love saying that?
2: Reach out to Rory. Yeah, hey, yeah. go talk to Rory. Go talk to Josh. Go talk to Jake. That's usually yeah, what I do.
0: That, I, that's what I do. Email. Susan, yep. yeah.
2: Yep. Please, please talk hey, to I'll Suza. have my people talk to your people. Just Sousa. Just text Sousa. Yep. Hey, Got to see Sousa a little bit. He, he came did? to campground. He came out to the campground a little bit.
0: Yeah. He said everyone was really nice to him. He said he had a good time out there. We
2: had a great, I mean, Josh, you know, Josh Malone, he's incredible at that type of stuff. And he, you know, 37 days is what they had to put that all together. And they hammered it. It was awesome. Just seeing people work out on the 30 minutes from 7 a.m. till 5, 6 p.m., was incredible
0: i don't know who josh malone
2: is you don't know josh no what's he look like um big pale blonde no
0: hey do you know who uh, um this guy bryce is who um he has a podcast it's called bryce harper the invictus mindset or something oh no no big giant dude no i don't think so anyway Hey, I'm I'm um that that blew by fast. Blew by I, fast. I, I, I plan to kick Jason off and just have you all to myself. No, no,
2: we have fun. Me and Jason go way back.
0: I know. Yeah, I figured it was safe if if I didn't get him off. Yeah,
2: no, I play um, well with others now. Used to not, but I do now.
0: <laughs> I I uh, I I appreciate you coming on. Thank um, you. Yeah. Thanks for having we, me. I'm, I'm excited to hear about the Leadville. Uh, I'm excited. Whole to the recap. Yeah, yeah,
2: it'll be It'll come out, I think, Tuesday. I think it's what Scott said. Scott, media guys went on a, on a little break, so they needed it. They worked their ass off.
0: Everyone crashed once, at least. Who does the race?
2: Uh, I don't Eight, know. I, I people, ate, minimum
0: 1,800 crashes?
2: I don't know. I ate it hard. I'm telling you, it was good. It was fun. Anyone see it? Uh, some guy laughed. He was like, "Dude, if I had a GoPro, that would have been amazing." I'm like, "Dude, it was cool." And I, like, it didn't hurt till I get home, and I'm like, "Oh, I got elbow scratches. I got some scratches on my shins and knee." And so it was good.
0: Oh, uh, what? Uh, uh, Patrick Clark just said uh, Bryce has a show coming out with uh, Haley Adams. Um, any, any word? Any word on Haley coming back? Yeah, to- Haley.
2: Haley's was at the. Uh, she's been here every day this week. So no shit. She's just trying to have some fun working out and try to get back into what she feels like uh, she needs to do with, with good balance. And so she seems happy and, uh, it's been fun having her back. So good honor. Uh, yeah, good to hear yeah.
0: And, and what about, um, I heard Romans going to Dubai. Is that true?
2: Like uh, Roman
0: there to train there.
2: Uh, that'd be news to me. I think he went okay. to Dubai to visit family and bring his wife and son back. And I just, like I said, I just walked through the coffee shop. It's okay. all
0: probably bullshit. Just rumors. Just rumors. Rumors all right brother thank you so all much right. for being here rich love you, you man. Bye. Thank, thank you. You. Uh, say hi to everyone um, do. thanks and thanks uh i do want to say thank you for uh your uh, constant uh, generosity you were so you're so great with me every time i see you in person i cannot tell you uh hey i, I feel the I love, love for you always you're great thanks buddy
2: love you bye, bye. see you Souza. behind the screen somewhere rich ronin
0: i didn't even get through any of my notes with rich but i'm, but I'm going to the skate park uh, he was great to me at the games. Fuck, every time he sees me, he comes up and says hi, puts his arm around me. He just fucking, he's hes so fucking crazy. He gives so much. I don't know how he does it. Uh, thoughts on using a whoop versus a garment for CF? Uh, sorry. And, and here's the thing. I want to say this is why it's so crazy. Because I don't give back to Rich like that when I see him. Because when I see him, I'm like, I go in my head a little bit. I'm like, I don't want to be. I don't want to bug him, because so many people are demanding attention from him. But in reality, that's the kind of fuck that I do that to him, because it sends him mixed signals. But he just cuts right through it. Like every time he sees me, he'll like literally like come and uh, manhandle me. He he like physically um he, he he fondles me. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that. He fondles me. So, um, so it's cool. He fondles me. Yeah, so, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you you know what I mean. Yeah, it's weird. He fondles me, and then and then I and I get all like a cat, like I get all fucking crazy and shit. I bite him. Okay. Uh, there is a an, an amazing show today at um at eleven a.m. Shut up and scribble. It's gonna be an insane show. I think they're gonna get Castro on that show soon. I ain't I ain't lying and uh, let me see if there's a show tonight. Shut up and scribble. No, nope, no show tonight. And then uh, tomorrow morning. Oh, tomorrow morning, uh, Darian will be on with me. We're going to talk a little bit about Al Joe and Sugar, uh, Sean O'Malley. And then in the evening, uh, it looks like we're going to have Daniel Brandon and uh, Ben Smith. Adam, I, Adam Klink is doing the Leadville, I think, this weekend. He's running it. Crazy, right? 11 a.m. Um, uh, you know, 11 a.m. is... Um, J.R. Howell and uh, Taylor Self. Taylor sent me an amazing photo of himself yesterday. So those of you who watch Shut Up and Scribble today, ask J.R. to share the um, uh, amazing photo. By the way, I called him the last needle mover, and if you look at the numbers of this show, you will see that it is no fucking joke. Uh, Rich Froney, ladies and gentlemen. Love you guys. Uh, she is coming. David Weed Wide. Daniel Brandon is coming. She is coming. Ken Walters, are you gonna go hard on Ben? <laughs> uh, thank you, Robbie Myers, nineteen ninety nine, bow bye.